it's uh it's been uh it's been a week and what a week it's been we have got loads we can go over probably a special guest uh, fingers crossed here in the next uh, few days so a uh, double shot this week but we're going to start with something that is uh, absolutely breaking and just came through so the military in brazil has stated they stand with bolsonaro and preparing to invoke their article 142 which uh, I don't know specifically what that is. I was going to say, you should explain Article 142, because this sounds like something bad off the top, out of, just out the front. It now, could be. It could be. Well, uh, the New York Times That sounds like something that could start a civil war. Or stop one. We'll see. But either way, right. many of the protesters... I'm going to read this uh, from the New York Times explanation. Many of the protesters said their demands for intervention were supported by Article 142 of the Brazilian Constitution, which states the military has the role of, quote, guaranteeing constitutional powers under, quote, supreme authority of the president. Okay. And then, of course, uh, the New York Times, being the Times, say that uh, constitutional lawyers, uh, you know, like the most corrupt man in literally the whole country of Brazil that's on their Supreme Court, people like that are stating that, uh, you know, based on this ruling or that ruling, they can't really do that. So it's... We're going to have to see how it plays out, but uh, this is just... There there really is no more breaking than the fact that this is said to be occurring so we'll have to well we'll have to keep our eyes peeled and just watch as it occurs and keep our eyes uh, open as well for glowing influence to make everything more complicated and difficult than it needs to be because god knows those motherfuckers love wars in south america am i wrong yeah i see that's disturbing because my girlfriend lives in a country that borders that one mm-hmm Ah, but that said, I I will say this, you know, Godspeed, Bolsonaro. Only you can save the people of Brazil from the fate that the WF has planned for them. I hope the right things happen and good people are able to save good people. Well, you know, at the same time, like, there's got to be a happy medium here. Oh, I, I very sincerely hope that there is some sort of legal recourse to this because that is always the best option and the first option yeah. that should be explored. In any of these cases, if there is no legal recourse, there is no legal recourse. And that's just the way it is. So let us hope beyond hope that there is and that these powers do exist and the exercising of them is able to save the innocent people of Brazil. I'll say this, that it's not the violent, loud guy that you should be fearing. It's the quiet, peaceful guys who you should fear in these situations because they're the ones who understand the consequences of being violent. And they're the ones who have to kill a part of themselves to become the violent one. That's exactly that. Once that part and of you is dead, that part of you is dead they, forever. They you, never, you never get that, that back. They lose that. Yeah. They, they understand what it is they're losing when they have to become violent. And they will rain holy hell on your ass for costing them that. Yeah, when you uh, when you take away something, taken um, out of other people. when you when you take something of greatest value from an innocent person, and they refuse 
things are just going to get ugly. Yeah. One way or the other. And one hopes that that ugliness can lead to a brighter day, let's say. Because, you know, darkest before the dawn well, or what have you. At the end of the day, it's, there's always a tomorrow. It's just whether or not you're going to be there for it. That is true. That is true. So, you know, like I say, I hope that... Uh, I hope the good prevails. And I know my position is made clear in those statements enough, and I don't think I need to be any more uh, unequivocating than that, because, you know, Bolsonaro's a good man, and Lula has been convicted of corruption in the past. And jailed. That should be be fucking disqualifying, shouldn't it? Right. But Klaus Schwab, you know, he knows how to pick him. I I don't fucking understand, like, how, how the hell... Speaking of winners yeah. and Klaus Schwab, uh-huh. he uh, he picked a real winner himself. Actually, this was one I uh, I didn't even know if I'd get a cool segue for this, but I absolutely have got to go into it. <laughs> so he was uh, speaking recently at uh, what was this the uh, APEC uh, CEO summit in Thailand, and uh-huh. man, they've got a really super super duper interesting. Uh, Logo, and I'll just oh no, uh, it's got a fucking spiral in it, doesn't it? No, not a spiral, not a spiral. It's a, a it's more spiral? of a more of a kind of a, a pinwheel or windmill. Is it a butterfly butterfly no, spiral or no, uh, no, no, more a, of a more more of a peaceful windmill? Oh uh, yeah, okay. So um, so it's got a good luck charm. Yeah, yeah, that. it does. Uh, an ancient good luck charm, you know. As uh, as has been, you know, used by Buddhists and you know, used by Native Americans, and Christian occultists, Christian occultists, the Thule Society, you know, all kinds of people have used oh this ancient symbol of peace and uh, prosperity. Are you fucking kidding me? Did they not see this? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, look, it's turning to the left, bro. It's turning to the left. It's fine. I don't see why you're so concerned. I just here's the thing: is it's it's a as a design goes, that's got some nifty elements to it and all. But did they not? Did they not see what was what's clearly present? Well, you know, maybe it was covered in a paperclip. I don't know. Nothing. No? Contra bloodworms. Jesus fucking Christ. That's... <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, um... Well, you know, bad seeing as I've been watching, uh, I've been rewatching Ash vs. Evil Dead, uh, just make sure you don't speak Sumerian and summon the, uh, Kandarian demon. Yeah, last And I think it'll be just fine. But, yeah, Klaus is, uh... Oh, and I should... You know what? Let me go ahead and... Let me see if I can... Get the one as it appears on television, and I'll see if I can actually put that up on Imager, or maybe I don't know. I think I might be able to actually embed it in the links for uh, everybody to look at. Oh, but, but looking at it faded in the background, it it pops kind of in a different way, you know. And uh, you know, it looks. I would I would say a little less innocuous, even when. Uh, when faded into a background and displayed on a television. And, uh, well, that's just... That's just fucking 
hilarious is what it is but yeah yeah so old klaus he is he's a real card oh but uh klaus's boy um uh justin uh castro trudeau anyway that fella yeah. uh from uh Conductive State. yeah 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 the uh that that indian guy or whatever he is he um oh wait no he's, he's white yes or well, white Cuban, you know, white, but whatever. Anyway, uh, he was over at this uh, summit that happened uh, a couple days back. G20, was it, I think? Well, anyway, apparently uh, he was mm-hmm. talking with um, uh, some uh, some bear, Pooh Bear, I think. Uh, Xi Jin, uh, Jinping, yeah. Xi Jinping, got it, yeah. Yeah, 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 that guy. And... Um, Apparently, what they were talking about got leaked to the press, and <laughs> and so he uh, he wanted to go up and uh, talk to she while they were uh, conspicuously on camera, and uh, yep, 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 okay, yeah. and then funny enough, while they were on camera, <laughs> one of she's uh, people, a translator, kind of looks over, sees the sees him coming up, and kind of gets out of the way of the camera as he approaches, so that all of this gets shown. She does not even look him in the fucking face. Doesn't even look in his direction and dresses him straight the fuck down. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, the funniest part was when he's trying to virtue signal to she and he's just like not listening. <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh <laughs> And the translator is not even like the translator is not even enthusiastic when he's sitting there trying <laughs> to give the response. <laughs> he's just, just not having it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful shit show. I mean, quite frankly, I think the better response would have been to just kick she in the nuts. But you know, I I like to have those things simple. Whereas uh, I know that might cause a war. That'd be bad. At the same time, though, the look on his face would be priceless. Well, I mean, it's not to say the Chinese aren't already invading Canada. Whoa! Whoops! <laughs> Don't say obvious shit out loud. Ah, uh, bless you, Odyssey. Thanks for hosting us. Love it here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Susan. Ah, uh, you, uh, you really fucked with my channel. Oh, shit, so is there any news on that at all? We're waiting until uh, December 3rd. Or, no, no sorry, oh, December 9th. Right. I'm not putting anything up until all the strikes are gone. It's just not safe. Just the, it's just the nature of things. Fuck you, couples. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Lucas John Roberts can, uh, well, I'd say he can suck a dick, but he's already done that. I'd say he can take a dick, but he's already done that. Wait, do you mean, never mind. That that could be taken any number of ways. Whoa, there I go again. Uh-oh, sorry. Well, uh, yeah, his dick certainly could be taken in other ways. Yeah, it certainly could. I mean, you know, it's... Well, this is a losing argument, you know, so we don't want to talk about loss. Well, there was every hole, and then there was the scissors. As I said, you know, people people get I'm upset sorry, about the loss of things and everything. So we don't want to we don't want to bring up traumatic injuries, you know, when when you've had to cut off things and parts of your past and just kind of you know you gotta wonder. There's memory. a there's a whole ghost limb syndrome. You know that's true. You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder when he was busy trying to fuck with the entire internet. Do you think he felt like he was getting hard? Nah, I, I don't know. I got nothing nah. on that. That's kind of a... That's even a little low for, like, 
my humor. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But whatever. I, mean, I think it'd be positively hilarious if that was the whole reason he was doing that was to get off of the phantom limb. Ah, Jesus. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, we are talking about a really deranged damaged person, so I don't. We are. I, I honestly don't know. We can make as we can make a little bit of fun, but at the end of the day, this is a horribly, horribly damaged person slashing out at the wall because they're full of hate and you know, um, confusion and questions. Yeah. Because who fucking knows? Well, speaking of people like that, that are full of oh, hate yeah. and uh, have horrible confusion and so on, and uh, probably even you know, we're not raised by their porn star father, but somehow that's being being used as the reason why he went nuts. Yep. So I'm sorry, not he, but they. Right. Uh, we don't want to... We don't want to... We don't want to step over the line here. Use the wrong pronouns here. So, uh, so shoot us. <laughs> well, thankfully, they, sorry, they are are safely restrained in, uh, in a cell at this time with uh, numerous bruises and a beat-to-shit face. Oh my god, you saw that mugshot too. That was just brutal. It It is quite brutal. I mean, good job to the people that did it. Because holy fuck, what an Well, asshole. that's going to be the folks that, damn. Um, that were at the, uh, at the place. And the whole thing, it's just so... It's so, so bizarre. I, uh, yeah. I, I legit don't know what to say. I'm, so we're talking, that, of like, course, about the, uh, the shooting in Colorado. Yeah, the uh, Q the Club thing. Club. And it's it's just absolutely bizarre. So this this guy um, is just the people you know. So the the reason to bring it up actually on this beyond the current events side of things is uh, is people like uh, Chunky Yogurt, uh, Chunky Yogurt, the uh, big brown buffalo, um, going off and spouting you know exlot, such a, a large amount of hate. Him and, and AOC uh, blaming people like Bobert um, for this nutty guy going after a bunch of other people in this club, uh, shooting it up, killing five people plus or whatever it is, injuring uh, what was it like about twenty more? Yeah, it's a pretty large and uh, it, was, it was seventeen or nineteen, whatever it was. It was, it was about twenty. We'll round up. So like it's 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 one of those things. Like, it was it's a bad thing. And the guy was clearly fucked in the head. And just from looking at I mean, obviously there's the contusions and the facial swelling and so on, but you can see from his face, the guy is not all there. Um, his dad, of course, was a porn actor, uh, divorced his, his mother uh, when he was young. And then the dad wasn't involved for most of his life. The mom apparently wasn't involved for most of his life. He was sent to his... I guess well, that's let's get a little bit more clarity on that. There's some uh, allegations I mean, that the mom was eat. very uh, personally involved in his life in a very inappropriate way. Oh God, no! Yeah, really? there's yeah, like he's like this. This that's, is a deeply damaged and abused layers person. upon layers. Yeah. So anyway, so this guy goes and does bad shit. And then immediately you have people like Chank Yoder and uh, and AOC and and all the other usual suspects. So just the the at the moment it happens, it is instant. They turn around and say it's all all you people on the right mm-hmm. that caused this. The Christian nationalists, uh, don't you know? The Christian nationalisms did it. You know why? Why would you all do this to us, etc.? And then of course 
the the funniest the funniest transition on this one is this guy shot up an alphabet club. Uh, so an adult shot adults. Therefore, decrying adults grooming children is bad. You know what? Let's let's that pivot. Let's linger on this for just a quick moment, too, because in that uh, I don't know if it was the same segment, but in uh, within days like, of that, uh, our friend the uh, the Eternal Buffalo, he actually called uh, what was Tim Pool a pedophile. Pretty much yeah, directly, yeah, like uh, what? What? What is it? He uh, won't take his beanie off because he's hiding pedophilia under there or some no, he's, crazy he's trying, he's like tr- that. No, he's, he's you know so so the it's it's a funny joke. Like you take your hat off, your brain will fall out. He's saying he's trying to keep all the pedophilia or all the uh, all all of those thoughts in his head, so he keeps the beanie on. It's it's a joke about him being bald. Yeah, not a very good one, but yeah, yeah I guess. As as jokes go, not the best because the context of it is just so fucked up. But um, but yeah, it's 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 mocking him for being bald and not taking off his fucking beanie. It is, it is. But you know, when taking <laughs> well, that context of everything else he's saying. Yeah, a bad prank. So so uh, so junk is um is very upset and. Uh, and he's 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 going after people like that. And then of course the they them part comes out because it turns. So the guys the guy who shot at the club. Uh, not but a day later, as a matter of fact, too, by the uh, by way of the lawyer. Right. They they release they immediately basically release a statement, and it's it's uh is part of their announcement of being the lawyers for the case to the court. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that this person is going by they them pronouns and an mx citation so uh, the prenomial is is mx uh, it's pronounced mix I, it, it's fucking stupid but whatever yeah. so, um, so this this deranged individual immediately comes out as being one of the the uh, the pronoun um, socialites of the world so one of the wokarati himself <laughs> and what happens all of the rhetoric suddenly tones down into angry anger confusion. My favorite part of that, by the way, was the uh, the bony browed individual they brought on to CNN. The uh, the one with the prominent Adam's apple. The, the yeah, the caveman esque looking dude in a wig that showed up, saying you can tell just by looking at him that he's a faker. <laughs> That's a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're gonna pull an Austin Powers over here. Then like, just, just just maybe just maybe consider I'm not I'm not gonna say what you think I'm gonna say but just maybe consider that you've uh-huh. already made your bed by saying that misgendering these people is wrong. Yeah, so that was the funniest uh, immediate thing there is is all of the the angry uh, snarling that was going on uh, immediately regarding the pronoun shift there. It's like, okay, so either you're admitting you get special status, which is Mm -hmm. bad, or you're admitting it's all bullshit, which is bad. Yeah, not a lot of options there. Not a whole lot. And it's, it's just, it's amazing to, uh, in, in, in that the, uh, Tau Alpha Rho Delta, uh, Allison Camerata, that, uh, that is was speechless on CNN for like a fucking minute and a half. 
I don't know how to respond to this. Like, we know you don't know how because you haven't programmed. Well, go receive your update and then come back to us, you know? Yeah, well, you know, they, uh, they've got to get... They got to get their updates from the uh, the media, and well, well, look, Allison Camerata is the media. She's in CNN. Well, there's your problem, or, or MSNBC, or whatever. Well, see, that's the problem. See, CNN is under uh, new management, and it's yeah, yeah that's totally made a huge less difference. and less woke, which is interesting. I don't know if the uh, I don't know if they'll be able to survive. I mean, they may have done too much damage to themselves to actually survive as a network and an organization. Oh, there's no way they're going to get that trust back, not within a decade. I mean, it's possible. They're going to have to wait a long time. No, not within a decade. Yeah, no, no, that's that's pretty much a, uh, just a given. Gonna, it's it's a generational issue for them. And a decade is halfway there. A generation is 20 years. They're going to have to wait at least half of that for the damage they've done to go away. You got people who are 10 years and under right now who know what CNN is, and know not to trust it, but vaguely. They might come to trust it within 10 years. Nobody older than that is going to be able to just go, I trust CNN because I watched them do things differently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a there was a once upon a time when, you know, they were just a news network. Yeah, back in the 90s for a little right? bit. I, gosh, I remember when the ACLU actually was a civil liberties union. Me too. It was scary. Yeah, that was, uh, let me see here. That would have been 2016. The shit from that to the shit now. Up to, um, ooh. No, I think that actually, I think 2016 was a line. Because I yeah, think they started getting, uh, I think they started getting their big money from a lot of, uh, a lot of people who don't really support civil liberties. And so, then they started. The ACLU, the oh, no, the it was Charlottesville. It was Charlottesville. That so was, was the line. That. No. So when they failed to come out against the 2014 NDAA, that was bad. Did they not? They made a puff piece statement. They didn't come out and actually fight it. Okay, yeah, that's bullshit. Exactly. That made me angry. The 2012 NDAA, they said something. They submitted a brief or whatever. They they actually did something. 2014. Each one of these is basically just um, reset the Patriot Act, right? Well, no, so here's the thing. So the Patriot Act sunsetting, uh, uh, that reset gets done every so often, but it's just its, its own thing. The NDAA, the thing that was bad was 2012, they authorized the indefinite detention of U.S. citizens on U.S. soil. 2014, they reaffirmed that and they give it basically indefinite uh, allowance. Yeah, that's pretty horrifying. No longer needs to be reauthorized. I mean, or has every five or ten, whatever, it doesn't matter. If it's not an annual thing, it's definitely bullshit. That shit should be, if it's, it's that severe, it should be on the table every fucking six months. Every month. Yeah, that just should not be allowed any longer than necessary, if it's even necessary. And it fucking wasn't. None of the intelligence they would get from people on our soil that they arrest that were our citizens would have been actionable anyway. And all of the intelligence they did get was bullshit. They found that the torturing stuff they did didn't get anything real. And that's the terrorists, not not like us. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you. Uh, I would say that the uh, you'd think that they learned something, but you know, we we look at some of the uh, some of the American citizens literally being detained in cruel and unusual ways for actions uh, that occurred. Oh, eleven-ish months. Uh, well, not eleven-ish months ago. Uh, God damn, it's been a minute now, hasn't it? Yeah, fucking a year and eleven months. That's horrifying. Bit longer. So it's again like the thing here is is uh, is is they allow they you know they they don't have to say terrorism at this point they just have to point a finger and have someone arrest you. Yeah, um, that's all they have to do is just they don't have to charge they don't have, to, char- they don't have to charge you they don't have to charge you they don't have to say anything to you they don't have to give you a lawyer all they have to do is put you in the right cell and then nobody's gonna give a fuck. Yeah, put the just put a check next to your name, put you in the system, and. Well, now you can't fly. Now you can't buy guns. No, no, no. It's if you get out and of the then, cell. Oh, no, no. They do that first. And then, you know, once they decide it's time, they come and get you. Well, that brings up... Um, actually, we'll, we'll wait on that subject for another minute. Another hot minute here. But, um, since we are just talking about the range people shooting up places... Right. There was another shooting that the media didn't really cover very much, did they? Yeah. Well, they did for a minute. They did cover it for, for, uh, for just a, for just a day. But a couple hours. Then the narrative became really difficult. Yeah, really, really difficult. Right well, you know, I, I put out one tweet about it, and that's really about all that needs to be said. And that is, how are these white Christians getting away with all of this? And, well, I was wrong. What can I say? What can <laughs> I say? I called it wrong. I, I went with the media narrative, and turns out it was a black man that was influenced uh, literally by the devil, at least according to his words. Oh, so he's a nut job. Yeah, probably. Probably so. Just like just about everyone else who shoots up a place. Isn't that mm. weird? Yeah, it's funny. It is funny, and not in a laughing sort of way. It's a bit of a bit of a queer situation, would you say? You could say that. Oh dear. Oh, uh, speaking. Uh, well, not. <laughs> it's not the best segue, but I'll I'll go ahead and take it. And that is Veritas is back. Because, you know, they, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how a good segue there. I was thinking, like... That was a good segue. Shut up. That was great. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Veritas is back on Twitter. So are a number of other the big, uh, other ones of the big names. We've Veritas is a queer situation, yes. It really was, though. They were banned for essentially nothing. I believe... They were put down as uh, hate speech, if I'm not mistaken. The original like Jeez, reason for yeah. the ban, <laughs> which that's kind of the uh, you know queer situation. It's so dumb. Anyway, go and follow Project Veritas on Twitter if you're not following them already on uh, any of the other alt tech media because they have said that they've got uh, a very big story they're working on involving. The current administration and child trafficking. So, I'll be incredibly Does curious. Delaware. 
it involves the border, so I can't uh, I can't imagine that there isn't a stop uh, somewhere along the ride. Oh, it involves the border, does it? So that's basically just the thing we already know, which is that they use the kids to get across the border, and they pass the kids right back across the border so the next group of people can come back in. Oh. As part of that, some of the kids that go into that system come out the system on the other side and go directly into child sex slavery. Yeah, yeah, that's that's literally it. That's that's the whole know about fucking that story. That's that that's we that's been a thing the entire fucking time for decades. Yep. And if the current admin is encouraging this behavior, that is bad. If that's anything like the Fast and Furious bullshit, then heads need to roll. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, uh, well, abusing children on, uh, what, what would we say here, an industrial scale? That is an industrial uh, scale. That's literally quite horrifying. Like, uh, like oh. what you're doing here is um, comparable to genocide. So I've said this before. We talked about the uh, the caravans and everything. And the, uh, the stats are that 80% of the women and children that go through these uh, these caravans to come up to the border get abused sexually. Yeah, 80%. I think, uh, what is it? Oh. That's children as in not just the little girls, but the little boys too. Yeah, yeah, I know all of them. I think, what is it? Uh, all of them. Something like 90, 95% of all females that come up have to uh, deal with uh, rape and molestation yeah. throughout the uh, the process. Like, it's just a thing that... Uh, what is it? I think 95% of women are raped, like, three times trying to so, get up here by way of traffickers. That's a, so the, the 80% covers the caravan. This covers uh, basically all the different means of transport. That might just be via coyotes. Oh, yeah. Instead of the, the caravans. So, um, the thing is... What's been going on is is people up here, and then the NGOs that that fund them. Uh, you know, we can be non pedantic about that. This is this is a funded effort. Um, will encourage people to go through these these trafficked routes uh, to get to the U.S. border from South and Central America, and they're told that there are opportunities here awaiting them, and that it's not a it, there's a legal process to get in. And they'll be welcomed here, and then they, uh, they don't have to worry about going back, etc. They're they're lied to. And, and let me make a note too: great. a lot of the uh, lying is done safe. to them by NGOs. It is. If they're told it's safe, they're told which politicians are on their side. So just like AOC, their face are on pieces of paper that are handed out uh, with quotes by them. Telling you know they're they're safe here. It's legal to come across the border and seek asylum. So that trial, that quote, that's one of the fucking quotes. It's not illegal to seek asylum. It is illegal to cross the border. That part's left out of that quote. So things like that are passed around. And yeah, these people are literally committing felonies. If you wonder where the t-shirts come from, it's from these NGOs. Like they show up with T-shirts and signs and shit at the border. Well, not just these that. These are things that are funded. The whole support structure, because you got to remember, these people are traveling a far, far distance, and they're getting way too far to be walking every day. I mean, these well, people are getting on is, buses. Is, so, so, so what happens is, is a lot of this they, is paid what for. They do, what they do is there are there are trucks that are delivering goods, 
And what they will do is they will get in the back of so semi trucks. They'll get in the back of the trailer, and when the media comes around, they will get out of the trailer and walk next to the truck or on the road instead. And that's why you see them all walking is because they're they're in the in the media presence. But like you know, so for, for a certain stretch, they'll all get out and walk it, and then they'll all get back in the trucks on the other end, and they are being trucked around. Like the some of them can't get in the trucks, fine. Most of them are going to be getting into trucks or hopping onto cars or what have you. They will go on to legitimate transport of goods and services across the country through these different legs of the route. And yeah, it's it's NGOs that are paying to bribe the truckers to allow them in. It's NGOs that are because they're obviously they're not allowed to do that across the border, even in, at the south end of Mexico. That's illegal, and they would get they get dinged for it once they're inside the country. There isn't really a whole lot of uh, against the law in Mexico as far as, or at least not within the within the, the law that they're going to end up enforcing. Uh, that that prevents them from getting people into the truck to go for a certain leg of the route. It's it's just the way it works down there. It's it's okay. Uh, it's kind of yeah, like in I India where you see all those people on the trains. Uh, that's I can't believe that. Technically illegal too, but they all do it because how else are you going to get to work? Yeah, I mean, and nobody's nobody's God forbid you have you know, off. perfectly functioning train system like Japan. <laughs> right. It is possible. Just look at Tokyo. Well, I'm sorry. If you do look at Tokyo, there's sardine cans. It's nuts. True, but it works. Well, the thing is, they have basically as many trains as they can put on the track. Well, yeah. And anyway. So yeah, so so these these uh, people are being funded in their journey, and they get assaulted and molested along the way or raped, mm-hmm. and it's bad. And the people up here that are encouraging this are encouraging those assaults. Like that's the only these these are these are opportunistic predators not under our jurisdiction. We literally cannot do anything about it. Mexico really can't do a whole lot about it. There's not a lot of stuff like there's, if you can't encourage someone else to do something about it and you can't do something about it, and all you can all you're doing is encouraging people to become victims of this process, you are the problem. So that like that is they and they know that this is a problem. They know this is happening. That's the thing that you should keep in mind is it's not like they're fucking ignorant of this shit. They are told this stuff by credible sources, not unbiased, nonpartisan. They know that this is happening, and they are encouraging it anyway. Yeah. And that should tell you what kind of monster these people are. Oh, yeah. They they know there's nothing waiting for these people, too. And they go ahead and tell them these lies anyway. And the best that these folks can hope for is that... And, it's, and it, doesn't have, it doesn't fall into any kind of conspiracy theory-esque territory here. Like, we know this is happening, and it isn't about demographic change in the U.S. It's about voters, and it's about getting power and by f- and fucking with the other side. Well, because if you can cause an influx, if you can cause an, an influx, and this isn't just like a Democrat or Republican thing, if you can cause an influx of people to show up at the border to become workers for people that are funding you later, by the way, people that are not going to have any, any workers' rights when they're working, mind you, because they're going to be there illegally. Now we do have to be a little a little bit honest on that, and uh, you know, go with the American Defamation League and some of the things we've seen posted in their offices during interviews, which were uh, quite gleeful 
uh, or celebratory kind of things that looked at uh, racial demographics of America. So, no, no, you know, so may, here's are, the thing: is, is you can you can so the, so these people are ancillary on the side. This was an opportunistic way for them to get their their goals, which is disgusting. Yeah, but I mean, they celebrate, it bears they will saying that there things. are people out there that are, yeah. in fact, working directly to these ends. And there you are. Know. Yeah, sure. Uh, so here's the thing: is it's a complex system. There's going to be these different elements involved here. But if you look at the overall, the overriding incentive here, and it's it's a both well, I mean, sides. Just look this at is, if you want the best. Uh, well, just taking it from your pure point of view, look at Nancy Pelosi, and what or was it? Was it Nancy or Chuck that said that they needed Latin people to do work? That because like, one of them literally Chuck. just said, "It's yeah, Chuck yeah it was Chuck. It wasn't Nancy." Yeah, Absolutely. Chuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, we need like, them to show just up because we're week. not reproducing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, okay, yeah. well, what ha- have you thought about? Maybe you know, instead of all. Well, you know why? You know why them, people might not be reproducing right now? Maybe it's because you're encouraging them to to uh, engage in lifestyles that do not end with reproduction involved at all. Well, that and encouraging that if it does, that you know, you end it up up if you, up if to you, and including birth, which is. Probably excessive to some people. I mean, uh, if you know my position, I, I kind of don't care at all. But there's a lot of people that it's, care it's, a lot. It's, it's, um, a whole fucking it's, lot. It's, it's, I believe in freedom over over my ability to fuck with someone else's life. But at the same time, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So if someone else... So I can't, like, sit there and prevent murderers from all people at all times that are not within the, my, my influential reach. My, you know, at the end of my fingertips here. I can't run up and stop someone from committing murder who's across the country, and I'm not going to fuck with the freedom of everyone else so that the uh, end outcome is that they cannot make that choice. You know, just the same way that everybody can own a gun, I don't think that it should be illegal for you to, to engage in reproduction. That said, though, like, if someone does abort their kid, you know, let's, let's here's another thing, is, is if, you know, there's a medical situation that merits abortion to save one or both, you know, or, or to, to reduce the suffering of one or both, then, you know, that's extremely tragic. You're still killing one or both. Mm, true. Uh, and, and again, though, that, that it's, it's... Well, the aim of the physician is, ought to be to do the least harm, right? Exactly, exactly. And again, you're, like, it is what it is. But if you, especially if you go and you do that shit electively, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you aborted the fetus. I'll say, oh, so you killed the kid. You know, if if and, and and I know people that have had that have gone through this and done it, and there's been miscommunications that led to that point. There's been outright malice that has led to that point, and and it's a it's a it's a case by case kind of thing. But like, oh, the abortion that's so tragic. That's that. Sometimes even that's an insult to people that are truly deranged, which I think is actually in the abstract is quite absurd and hilarious. But same time here, like uh, uh, the idea that you willingly went to the to a, a clinic, not a doctor's office. He went to a some outpatient clinic, and you uh, you had some nurse practitioner or you had some technician uh, vacuum out your baby, and you're happy that you did that. Like I, I have nothing but contempt for that decision. There's something a little uh, ghoulish about that. Like uh, and, and who was it? Is, the, uh, that, that one uh, was it? Amy Schumer. It. That was bragging about it. Yeah, see that, that that's deranged to me. But yeah, that, up to a certain point. Up to certain, I can agree that up to a certain point, 
like yeah, it was gonna be alive and so on, but like it it, it wasn't like a big you know it wasn't far long enough that you're like really ending a life. I could feel it, sure. You know the whole the heartbeat laws and stuff. It's like I, I eh, like there's got to be a line that we can all come together on. Clearly, the third trimester is not it. You know what I mean? Well, it's as, somewhere uh, in the as middle. Man Bats here it's in somewhere. chat says, they couldn't come up with a great excuse all these years to keep it. And if we look at uh, <laughs> the promise for all these years, it was we want to codify row. And right. what was it? The numbers are something like seventy-five percent of America supported basically what's on the books in everywhere that isn't uh, extreme, which is uh, first trimester, uh, first trimester rape and incest. Which, yeah. like, that's, like, that's like, basically was, everyone on the earth at this point is pretty much well, okay so with first, that. First trimester, rape and incest, and medical. Oh, right, and right, rape and right, incest right. and medical are, are kind of like lumped up into one thing because those are medical issues. Mm, and what you're going to see now yeah, is whatever, that, but it, that's that's minutiae that doesn't need to be argued at all. Well, the reason the reason why I bring it up is that you're is medical exemptions are the one thing that has definitely stuck through all these trigger laws that have been passed. Oh yeah, since, no, that, uh, that's the absolute. I mean, you can kind of make the argument them. when it comes to the rape and incest, but no, medically, that's also well, that's just so, a so the medical one. I'm just saying here, what you're going to see in the coming coming decade here is that for the, the medical exemption is going to be run through the muck. They're going to take this and they're going to start broad. They're going to shove in as much medical bullshit as they can. That is a possibility. Start just start just because it's already being done that the mental health of the mother is justification for killing a kid after the first trimester. Hmm. I see what you're talking and about. I, uh, now I've it, seen yeah, that also fall apart too. I mean, it, it's it's it's. I'm not saying it's it's working yet, but that is the justification that they're already starting to push. And again, I can't be everywhere, and I'm not gonna. I'm not about taking away someone's freedom to do stuff. But another side of this is that, like, if you are, if you're up for third trimester abortion, I say you should be up for three hundredth trimester abortion. I say we should be going after geriatrics too. But wait a second, Canada is already doing that. <laughs> oh well, not just that. You know, uh, oh homeless. You know, maybe you've got some. Maybe you've got some mental illness, and you know it's uncomfortable. They're going after Down's babies, which is disgusting to me. It's like you. Here's the thing: is is you know I've got my own mental issues, and if if there you know they're not saying there is any kind of genetic marker for it, but suppose there was a genetic marker for things like ADD. You know, it's our parents gonna be. If you've seen the movie Gattaca, haven't you? I have not, but I do know the. Uh, I got the cliff notes. Okay, so Gattaca is a fantastic example of the, the direction the shit leads. Except in that movie, you weren't killed for being the wrong genes. You just were socially killed for being the wrong genes. You weren't allowed to do shit. It, 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 you became a second-class citizen right off the right off the bat at birth. Except, you know, so and the reason to bring it, actually Canada is a good segue for you too. Um, you know, so not only do they have the whole euthanasia thing, which is going through that. By the way, have, have you seen the death pods? They're fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, that's very future, very futuristic looking. <laughs> it looks like a fucking uh, uh, like like it looks like a pod from a space movie, like a cryopod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except instead, you just never wake up again. 
Well, so the, the best part is the way that they the the the, the way <coughs> that it's supposed to euthanize people. That means kill people. <coughs> is uh is oxygen deprivation. <coughs> Wait, really? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <coughs> so here's the idea. So not like outright cutting off the oxygen. That would cause that would cause you to immediately start spasming and, and go and freak out. Oh, what like the helium thing? Instead, so instead, what you do is you lower the oxygen concentration to a critical value. So when you get start getting below like sixteen percent, this is where you get close to that value, but it's more like it was like eight or ten percent. Basically, when you get to a low enough value, the body tries to compensate because uh, so you so think like this: dissolved oxygen uh, and dissolved CO two change the pH of of blood, um, and in your body tries to compensate pH in blood by using CO2. So, uh, by, so you can either retain more CO2 if you um, if you need to lower the pH, or you can release more CO2 if you need to raise the pH. And your your lungs take care of all that stuff automatically. And uh, oxygen, when it dissolves in blood, acidifies it a little bit. And so the the thing is, or I mean, it, yeah, so it, it acidifies a little bit. In, in certain ways, and and in especially in the way that hemoglobin takes it up pretty immediately, like the the, the pH in your blood ch- does change. So when you lose oxygen in your blood, you start to compensate by releasing more CO2. And at a certain point, you can't anymore. So it's not just that you die from hypoxia; you also die from hypocapnia, the lack of enough CO2 in your blood. That means your blood pH gets way too, way way too high. Hmm. That's bad. I would imagine. Oh, and the rebound from if, especially if you get any oxygen after that, your rebound hurts. Your whole body would be in pain. Um, it's it's like it's like getting a metabolic acidosis everywhere all at the same time, but like an extremely bad variety of it. You go into shock. So you can't like even save a person from this kind of machine without getting into that kind of detail. And so the the, thing, the big hang up for them that I saw was. Uh, the big hang-up on, on getting these things approved was having a process by which a person can already be inside the pod after having agreed several times to get in, so that while inside the pod, they can then communicate with people outside it. And I'm sitting there thinking, we have fucking phones, so what's the hang-up here? In any event, though, they, they the idea is that they want to have someone inside the pod so they can sign consent, say, I actually do want to die right there inside the pod. Uh, one last time. And then somehow that's going to get past some regulatory hurdle. And there's only like six of this guy's prototype that are out there, and one of them's functional, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the the, the, the nutty thing here is is that they're, they're trying to go through with this, and they don't see this as, as, as the major disaster it is. But again, speaking of Canada, something else just recently happened. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Well, actually, something happened a while ago that uh, that we should probably um, touch on because it was kind of a big thing uh, or, or loud and uh, space occupying. And that would be a uh, that would be a convoy, uh, a big old convoy. We were just talking about convoys. That's uh, not a bad segue. Oh, sure, sure, okay. But uh, yeah, there was this convoy that uh, went up to Ottawa, and uh, they were they were honking up a storm. And uh, well. It did not go over well. Apparently, uh, uh, what was her name? Um, 
Newland or something like that. No, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, like one of their heads of state, they uh, they wanted they were calling them like tariffs and all this stuff in the background, and and then we find out that there's um well there was a call that got made, like a lot of calls that have been made in the past uh, in the past while that have made everything worse, and that was that um, old Joe made a call to Justin Castro and asked him to end that freedom convoy over worries that it would. Uh, cause problems with U.S. car plants. And, uh, well, uh, it, in Joe Biden's words, well, goddamn if he didn't do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so the convoy thing also sparked some other, um, some other domestic, uh, policy reprisals. Yeah, and, uh, this has basically come recent... out in what's going on right now for anybody that's not been following it. Yeah. Uh, they're basically going over all that happened in these, and quite a lot has been revealed. It's showed the uh, Canadian government to be utterly totalitarian and draconian. So, oh, on that note, thank you for the segue. <laughs> Always. Here. Yeah. Uh, they just, they're pushing through right now. A semi-auto gun ban. Blanket. Trying. But they might get I've it. Heard, well, they're trying to put it into something from what I've heard. Right. They might get it. Now... I mean, every, every semi-auto gun, every gun without a bolt action, basically, or everything that isn't a single shot, might become illegal. Now, that unfortunately does not meet the uh, requisite of uh, historical precedent, so it wouldn't really be able to stand, but by God, they would fight tooth and nail. Does not In stand. In the meantime, they might go after the Canadians over that. Oh, you're talking about the Canadian one? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking That's about American. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not talking about the American attempts. I'm talking about the no, Pakistanis. Okay, well, to to be fair, I am talking about the American one. There's one they're trying to sneak in, uh, like uh, hide it basically in uh, one of their lame duck bills. Probably not go through, but they might try. That said, no, they're literally going through with that shit in Canada right now, and it's uh, it's a little horrifying. Well, see, the thing is, is how are they gonna? I mean, the Canucks. They're going to have to get into some more boat accidents, eh? Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of lakes up there. Some great ones, even, you know, that, uh, that might find themselves more... Um... You might have to get your ass on the river, go down toward the border. You know, just remember that, uh, you know, any thefts or loss, I believe, do need to be reported to the RCMP. So, uh, Kanukistani yeah, listeners, uh, make sure that, you know, you're following... All the rules, crossing all your T's, dotting all your I's, buying a Creality Ender 3, you know, uh, making sure to have uh, a number of DOM tubing pipes at your house, you know, just, you know, all the things that the RCMP requires for things, you know, make sure that, you know, you've got controlpew.com bookmarked and that, you know, you visit the uh, library section of Odyssey here, you know, on the regular to see if there are any new 3D files, 
STLs, that sort of thing that might be available for you to make use of with your 3D printer. Because, you know, it's important that you um, be adept in these modern technologies. Oh, yeah. Engineering, manufacturing, STEM, as it were. You know, that's that's the future. Oh, look at that over here. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. STEM is the future. You know, uh, that being said, there's a there's a there's an FGC nine. It's a really neat thing you could three D print. I, uh, oh, well, I while you're on this, I do have to go and say goodbye to somebody. So oh, I'll be right back. Absolutely, absolutely. And in that moment, let me see if I can find a picture of this cool guy because it's just a neat toy. Ah, no, I don't have a cool picture of it, unfortunately. So what we'll do. Is I'll just uh, throw a link in the down below for everybody to uh, controlpew.com so that that'll be available for anybody that wants to uh, check it out. Uh, that said, we've actually had controlpew on. Cool guy. Uh, fun dude. Definitely uh, give him a follow on the various social media. Uh, with that said, it might not be Control Pew 2 come next week. Uh, the original will probably be back because I don't think they broke any... Uh, well, certainly not any American laws. Uh, German laws, eh, well, whatever. But German laws don't count because Germany's got silly laws. But anyway, yeah. Uh, do check out Control Pew. Do get a uh, Ender 3. They are on sale right now. There's some really dope Black Friday deals. If you're here in the States, you can just uh, order a really nice upper from a place like uh, Brownells or uh, Midway USA. Uh, there's, you know, really cool places like uh, MAF Chimes. Let me see if I can find a, a link to their website. Because they're just, they're just cool guys. Let's see here. Uh, what is that? MAF Arms? Is that the uh, name of the place? Yeah, manufactured the arms at Carillon de Floride. Good guys, good guys. They make really some of the nicest, nicest wind chimes out there. They really, really do. Like, uh, they've got the M11 side charging wind, uh, wind chime kit. They've got that on a really lovely Black Friday deal, you know, for the DIY chime enthusiast at home. They and unfortunately. That. Oh, I was just uh, talking about uh, MAF's chime kits and how they've got a. Oh, really wind nice, chimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they. Yeah, uh, as they say here in the. They're very, uh, very nice looking. Oh, they are. They are. And they've got these really nice, uh, you know. They've got very really fancy excellent too, deals. They've got this. Uh, oh, they're out of the tactical chimes with the resonator. That's unfortunate. Well. No worries though. They've got a really great deal on the uh, the M11 side charging uh, wind chime. So, and uh. not only that, it's a great Black Friday deal. I think it's going on above and beyond uh, Cyber Monday, so probably through Cyber Week. So you know, do check out uh, MAF Arms, the uh, the premier chime manufacturer. Uh, pretty much the, the place to go, you know, when you're done looking on control pew for good, uh, 3d, uh, 3d printer links and deals, head on over to MAF 
arms. If you're just listening, maf-arms.com. Good guys. Good guys. Uh, highly endorse their artful projects. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, well, what, what more could you want? Uh, now then. Assembly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like I said, um, well, what as I was saying before, you want to go to controlpew.com and, you know, go to the uh, complete getting started guide. Well, now that we know the guy who, uh, who started that shit. Indeed. Uh, fantastic guy. Um, Great dude. Great episode. dude. That was a lot of fun. Happy to have him on. going to have to have him on again. Him and, uh, and Suckboy Tony. I don't know if you saw his recent, um, well, actually, he's, he does more, more and more of these recent videos, so I actually be more specific, even though I've can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, totally but it was a recent video. Where interesting he, technology. He, he's got some. I don't know if you saw that that uh, his recent video on the, sh- the sh- that fifty cal. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, he's I mean, a lot of ends up being him pumping bullets into the ground, stuff. but I hope he I hope he really took the hard art or uh, the advice that was given to him, and, and uh, he spoke to that professor, and he got that like a grant or, or uh, at least gave him the idea and said, "Hey, I already." Got all this shit ready to go. I just need your your universal testing frame or time on it, really, because the frame itself is is, uh, is free to use. You know, students. Any material science lab has like six of them hanging out anyway for their uh, for their student labs. And I'll tell you what, I'll th- I'll throw a link to his Twitter because it's fun. He's doing all kinds of stuff on the regular, so I'll throw a link to that. Uh... In yeah. there for anybody that wants to give him a follow and just keep up with his uh, developments because he's he is a prolific poster. Yes, he's it's also a very uh, very funny and uh, intelligent gentleman to uh, talk to. Him yeah, approachable guy, approachable guy. I've uh, I've I know I've thrown him a couple of ideas that he's gone off. Of. He's actually made use of at least yeah. one of them. So that's, that's you know what be interesting cool. is um as uh, uh so was the, the lead melting point was. Like 400 Fahrenheit or whatever. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, sorry. It's it's 325C or 327, whatever it is, C. So, in fact, that's of pure lead, not of uh, lead with um, antimony in it, which makes it harder and also lowers the melting point a little bit. Um, so, most of the lead you get out there for bullets is about 5% antimony uh, in the mix. It's an alloy. And that makes it harder, and, and thus a little more brittle. But but lead's so fucking soft on its own that making it more brittle really doesn't make a problem. It, it's still a very plastic alloy. Um, mm-hmm. So very, yeah, very most of your uh, most of your bullet blends are going to be lead, tin, and antimony. Yeah, so about about five percent antimony is about right, and about two percent or less of tin um, is typical. Mm-hmm. And so that'll melt lower than uh, 327.5C. The reason I bring this up is is something that he might consider looking into. I've, I've talked about some of the stuff I've worked with in the past on the show before. Uh, polyether ether ketone, or PEAK, is one of them. And, and so you remember me talking about that being a real bitch to, uh, to melt and process. And it, it holds all of its mechanical properties basically flat all the way up until about half its multi point. Uh, or up to up to over over 200 um, C, which is fucking impressive. That's why it's it, it basically doesn't budge until well after that. 
but its melting point for the pure stuff is at a minimum 360C. But if you use carbon fiber, P-carbon fiber composite, it's uh, it's like 400 plus. You can't really make it process till 450C. So if you can make bullet molds out of things like peak. Now, bullet molds generally that you use, you know, the, the little uh, chintzy uh, plastic ones, the cheap plastic ones that you uh, they you toss around uh, with those uh, with those uh, uh, bullet um, refilling kits. Uh, you know, you know, talk about the little Yellowstone thing. I think um, those deals you made out of like HDP or whatever, and they just accept that there's going to be degradation over time. You just buy another one, but you can make like a two part mold to impart the um, uh, the grooves in the side of the bullet, for instance. Um, that you might crimp into with a casing instead of having the crimper tool have to make the indentations itself. Now, i got to be honest. I'm not... I'm trying to think of this. I'm not really thinking of any non-metal bullet molds that I've seen. Well, so the... the um, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of the powder scoop. Whatever. Oh! Okay. Okay. People will use those as a mold on occasion. It's because they can flash it in there and it's it's a cheap way of doing it. If you're if you're too cheap to get the damn mold, oh wow, that's that's kind yes. of a horrible idea. It is, but it happens. <laughs> what I'm thinking here is you can make a two part mold that is not metal uh, that you can print, and the reason to print it, of course, is to put things into it that you can't put into a metal mold. Um, because it, oh, I mean, you can you can put it into a metal mold, but it's just it's something. So metal molds are are going to be either cast or they're going to be uh, or they're going to be drilled. You know, they got to be machined. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cast molds, they're not very good. Uh, usually the machining, the molds is the better idea. But when you machine a mold, with uh, even with the five axis, there's only so much you can really do with the interior of the bullet. And you can do more stuff if you can print a mold, especially if you're willing to do a lost cast when you do it and, and uh, have a, a part that either gets uh, lost to the bullet itself, and you can either like melt or drill out later. I should actually uh, stop you for a quick second and just kind of dwell on the mechanics of that. Because sure. when you cast a bullet, you get a good usable bullet that goes into a yeah. precision piece. When you cast right. iron, you don't. That's because right. uh, there's contraction of these metals. Yeah. So um, lead... And a few other metals, also one of the reasons why tin is put into there, because it makes it much more precise to the mold. Because already, yes. lead doesn't shrink much at all. It holds a lot of the shape that, um, a lot of the volume that it's going to be poured into. The, what you're like, thinking uh, is, whatever thermal, you're expansion making. Coefficient. Yeah. thermal expansion coefficient is, is very small to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, with lead. Yeah. Upon fusion, so when it when it freezes up, uh, crystallization in lead is is already not a big issue. But when you if you can for the crystallites that do form, when you can frustrate them, that means get in the way uh, of the crystallization process, and uh, that's typically what antimony and tin do. When you frustrate the crystallization of a material, you also reduce the change in the volume upon crystallization significantly so the uh, thermal expansion coefficient is already small so it doesn't contract with changes in temperature and then upon crystallization 
So things like plastics, like polyethylene, mm-hmm. will contract by quite a bit when they crystallize. Um, and water expands when it crystallizes by about 4%. Uh, or, which is also quite a lot. That's a big amount. Or Now, there uh, are other, other plastics, however, that are excellent at maintaining their at uh, maintaining well actually that was one of the reasons why i was working with the ones i did for earlier in my thesis work which is uh tlcps they have virtually no thermal expansion coefficient and they they are already a liquid crystal so they don't really so depending on the material they don't really have a a distinct um point where they freeze they'll have a distinct freezing point mm-hmm. even though that that's already kind of smeared out because it's a plastic um, but they also might not have a point where they crystallize differently. You know, they might just maintain their crystal formation as they already are and then just get colder. So they, they basically do not change shape with temperature, which is amazing for doing a lot of precision stuff. Absolutely. But the problem with a lot of these things is they're just not tough metals. Yes. So one of the uh, exemptions here, which is which is quite notable in that they've been trying to do more stuff with bulk with it, but it's really hard to do because temperature passing through a volume is difficult to control in certain ways and or difficult to just get it to do what you need to do fast enough. Metal glasses are a great example of, of a combination of all of the stuff we just talked about. Uh, they have different size atoms to frustrate crystallization. Uh, so the crystallites that do form do not have anything to pattern against around them. In a way that is regular, so at most you're going to get um, not you're going to get uh, uh, non-repeating crystallization units, so quasi crystals. So think like Penrose tiling. Basically, what you end up with here is a best of both worlds type of material. You yeah. end up with something that's very hard yet also bendable. Real, it's it's extremely elastic. Does and it has a really high uh, fracture stress, really high fracture uh, strain as well. So the it's, it's got a really long, elastic range before it fails. And so actually, the thing is, they, they've actually been able to make metal glasses that are on the order of half a centimeter thick, which is just big enough to start making bullets if you really wanted to. Uh, big enough you know, to make a is, Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> that's the thing is, is so, so a metal glass is extremely flexible because it's, it's elastic and it's, it's extremely strong. And it's... Um, it's extremely brittle, mm-hmm. but because of that extreme elasticity, it's also very resilient. So the uh, that has a specific meaning in mechanical stuff. Um, so your stress strain curve, right? Um, your uh, you have the area underneath the curve. So you have a yield point, which is where it goes up and up and up, and then it has a peak. That's where it yields the yield stress, and then it'll come back down for a bit and, and go out for a while. That's necking with polymers, and then it'll go back up again where you get strain induced crystallization. Everything after the yield point at the very top basically doesn't exist for most metals that aren't plastic. If they break, they're you know they might have a little bit of a downward sweep towards the necking region, but they're probably not going to neck very much before they just fail. So the yield point is basically what you really care about with metals. Um, but the area under the curve has different names. So up to the yield point and then after the yield point. So your toughness is basically your area under the curve up until your fracture point where it fails, your ultimate tensile stress. And you have resilience, which is up to the yield point. So all that elastic range that you have, that area under the curve, that's your resilience. And um, these these glass metals have a lot of resilience to them. Their, uh, their ratio resilience to toughness is pretty close to one, so that means they're very brittle, 
But if they have a large resilience, that means they're also, in general, very, you know, they're very strong materials. They have a lot of that. So the area under that curve is also the energy it takes to make it fail when you go through the toughness. So the tougher a metal is, the more energy per unit volume you have to put into it to make it break. And, um, and so that's, that's the reason why we bother to call it toughness. It's, it is literally how tough is, is material. That's the energy per unit of volume, your energy density upon failure uh, from, from strain, stress strain energy. It's, it's, that's that basis. It's not like just heating it up. It's like you have to like damage it. And the creation of these uh, glass metals is also a pretty specific process. It's so a pain it's, in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it and requires. You have, cool it. So you have to you have to mix it in. You have to get it all really hot. So not just molten, but extremely hot. The reason is the different metals inside do want to crystallize together into different phases. So the more crystal, the more different atoms you add in, the more different phases you can make of of different composite materials or different component uh, molecules. So think like in iron, you have the iron carbide. Crystallites, Fe, Fe3, Fe4C3s. You know, you have, the, you have the different phases like that. You want to skip all of that on the way down to, to getting it frozen. And to do that, you have to get it really fucking hot. So that way, nothing can crystallize. And you have to get it from there down to where everything is frozen solid before anything can crystallize. And that's, a pro that's really difficult. And if anything does crystallize, the reason why you want to get you skip around them, not just because they'll make different phases, but because the larger those crystallites become, the more likely they are to cause a failure. Because those are these these are those are called stress concentrators. When you have a significant difference in material properties between two different phases that are butted up against each other, your failure modes start right there. Those are your nucleation planes. The, the places where a a fracture can start is when you have that dissimilar materials butted up against each other. They might be... Or to put it into a maybe perhaps sick. a little bit more relatable term is if you've seen any kind of blacksmithing videos where, are, where they might be doing a forge weld and you see sure. a crack there between the, uh, yeah, the metals yeah. that are similar but not the same, or even the same metals sometimes when you'll try and do a weld. Uh, well, they get weld. some stuff in the middle. Yeah, get some, some oxygen in there, create some rust. Maybe, yeah, maybe some rust, maybe just some foreign material. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's that same thing, yes. but on a more micro scale. So to give you an idea on the micro scale, the difference here, um, a piece of metal is incompatible with human skin, meaning it doesn't stick to it. But if you have a blade, that can act as a stress concentrator. So if you put the same pressure on the back of a blade or on the side of the blade, as it requires to cut yourself on the sharp side of it, it won't cut you. The reason why is because the stress, the pressure per unit area, is much less. So the same thing happens inside the material. You have a little teeny crystalline piece that is, say, much harder than the surrounding material. If you try to bend, that place is going to be a place where the hard stuff can start pushing against the soft stuff and create a hole. And those little teeny holes are the places where fractures start. That's the nucleation site of a fracture. Where a crack begins, mm -hmm. and crack propagation is a big thing in mechanical um, and in material sciences. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, just having been uh, Thanksgiving here in the states, 
you know, you uh, you press down with the knife onto your uh, onto your turkey, and you notice right. you just make a dent. But the second you start pulling, <laughs> slice. Even with a very sharp right. knife, just uh, yeah, so, just the way it so is. Anyway, you, you want to get down. You, you uh, want to freeze as rapidly as possible, mm-hmm. and you'll skip all those little phase transitions in the middle of it, and just get a glass at the other end. You don't have any crystallization, really, that has occurred. And that's the goal: is is to get past all that and have an amorphous material. It won't ever be purely amorphous, but the more amorphous you can make it, the better. Like I said, they've been able to get things up to like half a centimeter thick, which is impressive. Because they started off with having a thin film on the order of microns thick. That was the best you could get for a long time. And if they got up to half a centimeter, and they have, it, it, it's expensive as hell, but like that is stupidly impressive. These materials are fantastic. And it'd be amazing, you know, he mentioned a blade. Uh, a sharp knife is about the bare minimum of your, uh, of the kind of technology that came out of this. Because, for instance, a... Um, well, a knife is low-tech as low-tech can be. It's like so, like uh, uh, ceramics and are about as as as, as close to an analog as you can imagine. But imagine like so, these would chip really easily, mm-hmm. but they would cut through just about anything. Well, you know, look at uh, look at some of the best kitchen knives out there right now. They're ceramic. Yeah. So the thing is, unlike a ceramic blade, a glass metal blade would be bendy side to side a little bit more than than a ceramic is. Mm-hmm. So, so it's going a to be ceramic, a ceramic blade would just snap after you know like less than a single percent strain, um, but a ceramic metal uh, knife could probably warp a little bit more to the side, you know, up to a couple percent strain, and then you know you get to the snapping territory. Now these two, unlike us, the nearest thing I can compare these two, which is something people will be familiar with, it's like a Prince Rupert drop. It's kind right. of like you're doing that with metal. Um, so, kind of, as I say, it's it's not an analog at all. But just to give an idea right. of the <laughs> toughening effect of this, so it's so, like, so uh, the, what as, as a, in terms of the the yeah, so the, in terms of the, like the toughness you might get out of it, sure, that's about the kind of crazy increase in toughness you might. Yeah, get now, and that it's, says you're not going to have the metal the turn reason. into like it's not going to grenade itself if you like break off the tip. Well, or it's something. it's it's for it's for none of the same reasons. Yeah, not at all. It's but, it's done it's very same, similar. You can it's, think of it as the same process. Yeah, yeah, a similar process with kind of a similar end result, but so. But that, so that's the, it. That, the, it's uh, a very rough analogy, but it gives it gives people something that you know. If you've heard of a Prince Rupert draw, yeah. and you can understand that because there's really cool well, videos people, people of those online. People have heard of concrete. Hmm. The reason why the Prince Rupert drop works is for basically the same reason that concrete is good for under compression. Mm-hmm. So, like sure. uh, the idea, the idea of the Prince Rupert drop is you're pulling effectively sand in towards the middle because the inside contracted without anything to pull against or without anything to, to pull from. Really, like there isn't a if there's any voids in your Prince Rupert drop that makes the Prince Rupert drop far less effective because it. It gives a, a thing for the the liquid glass to pull away from, and you get a pretty powerful vacuum inside there. But oh yeah, a vacuum nonetheless. That's a nucleation of a bubble that that is allowed. So that's you know less if you don't have a glass bubble inside. If you're not sorry, you don't have an air bubble inside your glass, then then it works far better. The idea is that you're you're pulling, you're holding stuff under compression on the outside and under tension on the inside, 
And the reason it, it's the same, it, it explodes for the same reason that a hammer does basically nothing to it. It's fantastic under compression. Uh, so if you strike it with a hammer, you're compressing it. And so it's all under tension on the inside already. You're, you're not doing a whole lot to the inside. It's not going to break inside. So since there's no nucleation for a fracture, there's no crack to propagate. And you can nick the outside. If, if you do nick the outside, you're going to get basically the same thing that happens when you clip the tail. <laughs> it's spectacular. But it's really hard to do. As yeah, anyway, fact, I've given such a long-ass tangent here. Well, on that note, I'm actually... <laughs> let me look this up real quick, because uh, Smarter yeah. Every Day did a really, really great... Uh, Bit oh, on, he uh, does fantastic bits on these. Yeah, he really does. Subjects. So I'll link his video of uh, Prince Rupert Drop exploding in epoxy resin, where that he was goes fantastic. into great detail on just kind of what they are and how they work. It's super. So super he has cool. another video before that where they just make them and they and they they crack the tail off. Uh, but I think it's linked in that video, so you don't have to go looking for it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's part of a series he did on them. Yeah. yeah, actually, he has done a series, like, uh, just all kinds of videos on them, and they're absolutely just uh, a fascinating little piece of uh, physics happening. And really uh, demonstrative of kind of this effect we're kind of trying to uh, describe here. Yeah, anyway, like, the the, uh, the idea that you can make a bullet out of this is, is pretty wild. Um, I think, so... You, the only major downside I would see is that putting grooves in your, you know, to it, putting rifling in would be a bitch because uh, you might shatter it on the way out. But if you're like close to something and like you want to punch through it, I mean, I could see like a, a Teflon coated metal glass bullet would would break through a lot of shit. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be one hard son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, the, the current uh, the current penetrator round. Uh, I can't remember what the designation is, but that the military is using has a uh, tungsten. Well, a lot of them just core. have a steel core. Uh, no, yeah, no, no. The uh, steel core is actually market accessible. Those are the NATOs. Yeah. Uh, in yes. So the green, the green tips are the uh, the green tips are the steel core NATO rounds. Yeah, the uh, newest one is a tungsten's uh, are yeah yeah. Those so, are... so, the thing with, so those those rounds, the thing that they lack really with those penetrators is is shape. They're usually just a a piece of rod that has been cut off at the end. Um, so, so they they're basically just cylinders, you know, flat ended cylinders. Nothing special about them uh, that are immersed into the uh, the matrix of the main bullet casting alloy, and. That is that is okay uh, if you're just trying to give mass. So tungsten is one of the densest elements. The only element that is denser than tungsten is osmium. Um, and trust me, putting osmium into a bullet is not going to be a great idea. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> one thing when, is when you've got an expensive. element that ends in em, you generally need to be careful. That's like most of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not wrong. So, Fair enough. Fair enough there. So, so, um, so osmium, uh, one, it's extremely expensive, but two, uh, it's used in biology a lot. Osmium tetroxide is a, uh, is a poison, a, a ridiculously bad poison. Um, and it is produced on the surface of osmium 
freely in oxygen environments like air, like regular old air. Uh, thankfully, at a very slow rate, it's a volatile gas at room temperature. It is, it is a gaseous molecule at room temperature. That's one of the things that makes it so damn dangerous. Um, it's a liquid at a temperature, uh, you know, slightly lower than room temperature. So it's it's not that far away from its boiling point at room temperature. So at room temperature, a lump of osmium will give off osmium tetroxide uh, slowly, mind you. Um, but you know enough that it's not safe to just like sleep with your head next to it. You know, it's not going to kill you if you hold it in your hand. It's it's fine. But like you get it much hotter than that, and it's going to start to be bad. Um, but if you start spreading shrapnel of osmium around a site, little it's a surface area dependent phenomena, right? So if you start sending osmium like in say inside of say inside of a bullet at something and you shatter a bullet with an osmium core, that dust gets around and that is dangerous as fuck. Uh, osmium tetroxide is no joke. It it binds to DNA. Ooh. Yes. It's well, that. Bad. It's it is. It's it does. It's so cisplatin, a uh, chemotherapy drug, does basically the same thing. Um, cisplatin is a fantastic chemotherapy drug. It's also a fantastic poison for everything else in the body. Uh, does basically the same thing. It, it binds up on the sides of the DNA, and it basically binds two pieces of DNA together. So you know your DNA is is a jumbled mess inside your body to begin with. It's it's a super coil, and if you start binding bits of supercoil together, you create these big old loopy knots that cannot be processed. And when you're, uh, Oh yeah. That uh, sounds uh, like, uh, that sounds like just a perfect, uh, perfect cancer. Well, so what happens, what happens is, yeah, Bill, you're getting ahead of me. When the, when the, uh, polymerase tries to run down the, uh, the line and, and unzip and rezip the stuff to make new copies, when it hits one of these knots, it basically runs into a wall. It can't go any further. And it gets stuck. If it does manage to go further, though, it might start reading shit way wrong and in such a way that uh, whatever the fuck that mechanism is called uh, that does the other side of the helix, uh, the, the uh, error correction uh, bit. Yeah. That that thing... It, so the, the coolest thing about that mechanism is it'll read... As your your DNA gets read about 100 bases at a time is for the uh, the error correcting mechanism before it, it uh, zips back along and and um, and not only does error correction, but also zips up the other side of the helix and basically finishes off the two new double helixes that are formed. So it it, uh, it unrolls the other side of the helix back into uh, a DNA that is of the same chirality because otherwise you'd, you'd be creating two mirror image helixes, which would be bad because then you wouldn't be able to use one of them. Uh, so it unrolls the other side of it and does it the correct way but it also corrects errors, and it does that part about 100 bases at a time. So it's kind of a staccato process there. Um, but when that happens and it reaches one of these points, it can massively fuck up. And the cancer side, so that's the funny downside of it, is if it does not kill the cell immediately, it probably kills it through apoptosis. And if it doesn't do that, you know, then we're you've got a rogue cell with very, yeah. very, very bad DNA. It's it's yeah. I was gonna say it's not just that you might have one or two mutations. It's that it's completely fucked up, and that it's probably only. And they're not gonna be cool either. You're not getting a Wolverine healing factor, okay? You're not getting laser yeah. eyes. You're getting exactly. tumors. 
So, so, so cisplatin is fantastic in that it will pretty much guarantee the death of a cell by this mechanism, um, and without producing significant cancer risk. Osmium tetroxide, on the other hand, is an extreme teratogen when it when it doesn't kill a cell, just because of the differences in the way the chemicals attach. Um, but yeah, so again, like the the great the great thing is, you know, um, tungsten has almost the same density. It's like 0.02 grams per mil off. Like it's it's missed out on the on being the uh, densest element by just that much. And the tungsten carbides, very 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 tough material, very very dense material. So the carbon that's involved does not reduce the density by a significant amount. Uh, I mean, it's it's okay. Let's just say it's, it's significant, but it's not like less than lead. It's way denser than lead still. So, um, carbide in there is fantastic. If they put a point on the end, it'd be way better. But it's just, I guess, it's just cheaper to cut it off a, off a rod and not bother shaping it at all. Well, the thing about it is, to that's process what I was getting to. It's, carbide, it's a problem. You basically, have to uh, either it's, it's you either have to center it or you have to um, uh, grind it. Well, it's it's ex- well. That's the thing I was going to get to is the grinding. It's really hard. Um, okay. The grinding is very difficult because the material is very hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so you're going you to eat up grinders. Use, well, you basically use tungsten carbide to grind things. Indeed, you do. You an so idea. the only like, thing you can use to grind tungsten carbide is basically diamond dust. Yeah, and, and, and not very effectively. No. It's really, it's really difficult. So, so like I was saying, like, if you could make, like, shape, like, even a, a rounded bullet tip on the front of those, like, it wouldn't be that hard to center those separately, you know. Instead of just making a rod, it wouldn't be that hard to just center them separately and and do it that way. But yeah, it's 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 okay. Like they're they're effective. I'll give them that. But like they could be more effective. Is the thing I was getting at there. But well, I mean, yeah. If there's any welders that listen, they're gonna know exactly how difficult tungsten is to work with, and that the only thing that you're gonna work with that is diamond. Yeah. So actually, one of the, the fun things with tungsten, um, so people do try to sell tungsten, uh, so tungsten material as gold on places like eBay. One of the things, if we, actually, this would be just a, a one of those cocktail party um, fact ways you can carry around with you. Uh, most tungsten that is processed uh, industrially has a, a little bit of iron in it. And it's to make it more processable. It's to make it easier to center it, and because you have to center the metal too. It's it is the most refractory metal, meaning it has the highest melting point. So to make it centerable uh, in a, a cost-effective manner, a little bit of iron is added, and uh, not a whole lot, mind you. We're talking, you know, a percent or two or less. Yeah, but, but enough to bring know, down that uh, melting point because it is tungsten well, is a ridiculous. Melting it's point. over four thousand. It's forty-one something C or whatever. It's it's over four thousand C. But the idea is uh, is, is for centering thirty-four twenty-two centigrade, sixty-one ninety-one Fahrenheit. So the idea is to bring down a melting point with a little bit of iron added, and, uh, and that's right, thirty-four. Never mind. And and, and uh, might I make and a note? So the iron melting is point easy. is fifteen hundred thirty-eight C. So that is a uh, yeah. that's a Huge, huge difference. Less than half. Well, so you for, can really bring that down. To for reference, manager. aluminum. For reference, aluminum is is around uh, six eighty, six seventy. 
uh, most aluminum alloys. We're talking about well, lead. We've just been talking about to is six hundred and twenty-one degrees is, Fahrenheit, three hundred and twenty-seven right. C. You know, that's yeah, I was just saying, that's attainable with is, like is a blowtorch that you can just buy at the store. Yeah, that's 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 really easy. Um, so so the idea is is that tungsten has a little bit of iron in it just for processing purposes. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, if somebody tries to sell you a gold spray painted uh, lump of tungsten, which is still, while it's, while it's not the most cost-effective scam you could run, it's still a, a profitable scam if you could do it. Because uh, it's heavy. It feels it feels like gold. It is it is uh, about as dense as gold, right? It's a little Almost. bit denser than gold. Actually, it's denser than gold, but the weight, I believe, is very, very close. It, it, feels, it feels about the same. And uh, one of the ways you can tell the difference is that a magnet will stick to it. There you go. Cocktail... Uh, factoid given. So if you, you can stick a neodymium magnet to the side of a, a chunk of tungsten that is in process, unless it's an element sample, um, it should stick directly to it. Yeah, it's again, there's not a whole lot of iron in there, but neodymium magnets are strong enough magnets to let you know pretty quickly. But you know, that's you know, actually, having that, actually let's uh, let's okay. pause for just a quick second here and uh, kind of zoom in on this specific note and topic. Because in the kind of weird times that we're in right now, sure. if you're someone that would be interested in buying gold, don't get it on eBay. Get it from <laughs> don't get don't get it yeah. on Amazon. Get it from accredited, it trustworthy <laughs> sources. Because this is a very regular scam, and yeah. try and avoid Chinese sources because this is something that happens a lot. You'll buy, you're going to buy your thin gold bar like your one ounce bar and the core right. yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. will be gold Absolutely. on the outside but sure. just below that is something else so being mindful well, of that if you're if you're gold. doing any gold purchasing you know go through somebody reputable a very common one especially with those those lighter um items is to and i shift you not to use either cobalt or plastic plastic well, Man. so here's the idea: is that you have to get the piece of gold out of its container in order to weigh it. And a lot of people, like a lot of entry level collectors, will get their their one uh, gram sample. You know, whatever size it is, and one gram is a pretty common entry level sample of gold. And they will not ever bother to pull it out, look at it, and verify it. Again, here's the thing: is if you pull it out. The only thing you're damaging is numismatic value, and there really isn't any for a a financial investment grade sample. No, uh, you can pull it out and look at it. It's it's fucking gold. Nothing's gonna happen to it. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. I mean there there are Egyptian <laughs> pieces of jewelry that are in perfect shape in museums right now. Perfect shape. It'll never tarnish. So so pulling out a, a chunk of so like silver will tarnish over time, and yeah, if you have it in a protective casing it's probably better to leave it in there but you can pull it out and look at it and put it back you know what i mean sure uh, pretty straightforward stuff. but with gold literally nothing's going to happen to it you pull it out you look at it you can weigh it and then, then you can verify that you actually got what you got and you can take the dimensions of it to make sure it's the right volume i mean hell you can give it the old tooth test if you want you'll find out real fucking quick if it's tungsten then real quick <laughs> oh yeah so so like i said cobalt is a common one it's a cheap metal and it's heavy enough uh, but it's it's way off in density. Plastic, cheap, way off in weight and density. But at one gram, it's something that's light enough 
that if it's the right dimensions, you're not going to notice right away by holding it. If you put it on a scale, you'll notice right away. If it's um, if it's a metal, it might be below the precision. So you need a precision scale and calipers to get the right dimensions because it might be that the thickness is the direction they fuck with you in. Um, so one gram one gram samples are typically about the size of your pinky nail, and uh, and and they have uh, you know a thickness of uh, you know I don't know about ten sheets of paper or whatever. On that order, yeah, they're not very thick. They're not, not very wide, or, or you know, they're not they're not very big. It's only it's it's a dense metal, and it's only a gram of it. It's not there, not that big. But like, again, the these scammers, like they don't just use if if they're using tungsten, they're trying to get past someone who's a little bit smarter than the bare minimum entry level. But you know, they a lot of them will boast about not even having to take it out of the package. Blah blah blah. It's like that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, bit of a red but the, flag. Yeah, the Chinese, the Chinese scammers on this one, and, and it's not just like Chinese scammers. And then there's uh, there are Russian scammers. Um, there are um, uh, there's some South American scammers, which are just bad at it. I, I kind of feel bad for them, but at the same time, like eh, only so bad. Find a better, find a better scam. Fuck you. Hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, you know. Scammers. Like, nice try, buddy. Were... Yeah. Oh god. So here's a question. What happened with Ukraine, huh? There's uh what's what's going on with Zelensky starting World War Three? You know, uh, that's something I was specifically <laughs> wanting to touch on. I've got uh something on that right here. As a matter of fact, there was a reporter for the AP. You'll note I say there was a reporter for the AP. Oh, boy. And, well, they're, they're no longer reporting for the AP. Uh-huh. They've been fired because of uh, that little story. The one that uh, said something about some uh, Russian missiles hitting Poland. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, gone. Uh, that would have been Jim Laporta. Uh, one of the... He... Uh, Ran the byline there, basically, that uh, said these were Russian missiles. Uh, for those that uh, haven't heard the whole story, basically, we had uh, everybody in the world, other than for some reason, our people, for the first fucking time ever, saying that uh, these were Russian uh, mus- these are Russian missiles, Russian missiles, Russian missiles. And then our people well, were like, think, they uh, might have been Russian-made so, missiles. Uh... And then uh, that was that was kind of interesting and telling. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we got a couple of releases of the uh, releases of what was out there. And early on, I posited that these were indeed Russian made missiles, Soviet Russian made missiles. Um, Turns out that that's exactly the case. We don't really know any of the specifics behind it. Nothing else has come out. It's still being investigated. If you really want to get deep into that, you can check out the telegram. At the time before, you know, what I said is, is uh, you know, we don't know enough about this. And one of the one of the more you know interesting possibilities is that maybe uh, maybe you know, and obviously I don't think this is the case anymore. I think I think this it's very likely what happened was as uh, Ukraine shot at some airborne uh, missiles well, and, from uh, Russia. At that time, whatever, there was and, uh, uh, I believe there was Poland. a cruise missile barrage going on at that time. So you know, yeah, it's, it's entirely plausible. It's actually feasible. 
So, Empire. but again, the the, the uh, one of you know, if you wanted to put on a tinfoil hat, and, and this is far out there as far as I'm concerned. Uh, plus, there's a possibility that Russia took some of these missiles. You know, again, as you said, Soviet era Russian missiles, so it's not impossible that Russia has them. Um, and then you could easily fire those along with cruise missiles, and uh, and then blame on Ukraine. Now, mind um, to do so, they would have had to have been stationed very near the oh, uh, Polish border inside of Ukraine to do that. But and actually, no, uh, it's outside of the range. Far? Actually, yeah, they, they actually can't. It, okay. it had to come from inside of Ukraine. Fair enough. All right. Well, then again, they could have been inside Ukraine with the Ukrainians <laughs> firing off in the other direction. Or they could have just had a, a double agent in there firing from the Ukrainian supply of Soviet era missiles. Possible, possible. But, but again, I mean, again, if we're putting on this, our tinfoil all, hats, though, by that same note, we could uh, we could also go back to Kramatorsk and you know that one, which has uh, well, you don't have to put on a very thick tinfoil hat to look at that one. That one was ugly, and there's a lot of a lot of weird ugliness behind that as well, because there were kind of a that was, I believe, kind of a city known for being a little yeah. bit more pro-Russia so, so and you know the green corridors got yeah. called off but they were still told to go to the train station but that's a well very complicated yeah. a lot of complicated so, so complicated ugliness has happened in Ukraine that that means the, yeah, the uh, this, uh, which, is, which is that nobody wants to talk about it anymore and I think the funnier part here is that um, if they do it, if they do end up talking about it, the thing that they really don't want to talk about is people like Zelensky saying it was definitely Russia, it was definitely Russia. Mm-hmm. Article well, five yeah. now, etc., yeah, etc. Uh, et as Bats has here in the chat, urging you know, well, Poland. Article five, to, uh, Article five, Article five, Article five. Come on, Article five. You know, uh, jumping in there and demanding that Poland push forward. You know, we need a we need a, was it Article four or whatever. Uh, we need to start a war immediately. It was, it was ridiculous. And then, of course, you know, it's not just that Zelensky was saying this shit. It's that they had people like this AP asshole um, sure enough, jumping in on this. And making it worse. Quite literally. Yeah, it's, it, it, like, he's, it, nobody wants to do, like, it, it, it baffles the mind that these assholes think that anybody else hasn't looked at history like you could get away with this at a time where you were seeing images of world war ii or world war one meant you had to go to a library or look at you know look at your grandparents pictures or your parents pictures um you know get out a, a photo album like it wasn't just readily accessible but nowadays you can just type in world war ii pictures and see how shitty a war is certainly can like it's it's not hard to see the how awful war is, you, or you can type. You can just type in war, and, and uh, or you know war deaths in Google image search. So, people are not like just willing to just jump into like we know how bad war is. It's not like he didn't know how bad war was back then. It was just harder to just shove in someone's face how awful it is to get them to shut the fuck up. Well, the Nowadays, media was a yeah. controlled uh, entity. I mean, well, not to say it's kind of not now, problem. but, you know, in a bit of a different way. They were not, uh, sub. they were subversive in a different way. But again, like the, the thing is, like, the, the people are not just going to jump into World War Three 
And every time they, they throw these pushes out there, it's like, oh, well, World War III is coming. It's, it's, it's an ironic trend at this point. Nobody wants to do World War III. And if you know some, some shit like that comes up, I know exactly who I'm going to advocate be drafted first. Sure as shit isn't going to be any friends or family. Yeah, well, there's some people that seem... Well, you know, I, I say the, uh, the, hey. the ones that are advocating so hard for this, obviously, they'll be one of the first ones to sign up, right? They'll be oh, they'll I, be hey, up there hey. on the front lines, don't you know? I, I say I say AOC's district should be first one on the uh, first signatory. Well, you know these folks they're uh, they're they're so deep in the pain on this they really uh, they really want it to happen. I'm sure I'm sure they would be more than happy to sign up, don't you think? Well, they would be doing their patriotic duty. I'm sure they'd be a war hero. They'd be re- they'd be voted back in. They'd be reelected in no time. Um, they'd be guaranteed for a life and time in politics. You know. All I have to do is look at uh, war heroes like uh, Crenshaw. Hmm. And uh, you know, I will say this: I will say this <laughs> about yeah. Crenshaw. Uh, that man has one eye that sees only lies, and one eye that sees only truth. Unfortunately, he's lost an eye. <laughs> That's a good one. <sighs> I'll just leave it at that. Oh, uh, speaking of lies, uh, that uh, lying eyes. And how you shouldn't believe them. It's uh, starting oh, to come to light that there was a certain laptop that might have some how bad things that? on it. Would you believe that? Now, I don't know, but I was told that there's that there are no laptops anywhere in the world that I have anything informed, bad on yeah. them. I was informed that the, the files I saw with my own fucking eyes... Uh, on someone else's infrastructure. Uh, make note go. that those files uh, that were seen were from the cleaner, scrubbed version, because there's two versions of that hard drive backup. The full original, which includes federal crimes, and then no, 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 the no. redacted think, version. You're, no, 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 no. It's the full original, which includes all of the federal crimes, and the redacted version, which includes... Many federal crimes. Okay, yeah, the uh, the one that, uh, there's one that will cause you to be committing federal crimes for possessing, and there's one no, that... No, that's uh, both. That is both. I'm sorry to tell you, that is oh, both. Oh, fucking really? Even in the redacted one? I am telling you right now, Damn. you do not want to have, you do not want to be looking at that data on your, your device. Oh, shit, yeah, there's uh, confidential stuff in there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Uh, now, uh, the, the child porn... Is not on there anymore. Yeah, that's the that's version. the one I'm talking about. The redacted one that's like the shit, child so porn still... is on the unredacted version, which is not what's on the redacted version. The redacted version there there you will be commit so you will not be committing federal crimes by necessarily by possession, but by distribution. And the only way to really get it involves distribution. And by conf- by holding confidential materials like that, you might also be committing other crimes. Should you spread that information? Yeah. That said, mere possession is not enough to prove any of that, but it is certainly capable of being used with statements to prove intent. So, gotta be careful. Indeed. Like I said, on 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 someone else's hardware, having examined the shit uh, in pieces... 
I mean, here's the I'm, I'm just really conflicted because I think that people should be spreading this shit as far and wide as possible. But I also think that it should not be uh, um, it should not be a law enforcement opportunity for other people to get struck by that. I think that would be bad. I think that um, journalists should be plastering this everywhere they can. Because it is literally their job to assume that uh, additional legal risk above and beyond the average everyday citizen. Absolutely. So I think that is a journalistic responsibility to be spreading what is on that laptop. And here's the thing is, Joe Biden is not Hunter Biden, yes. But he sure as shit did stuff with him. Mm -hmm. And and the evidence for that is in that laptop. And that is something that should be spread and is not illegal to spread. And let's let's be honest here. According to a certain diary, he also did uh, did did things with other members of his family. Yes, and it so wouldn't Hunter, surprise Hunter me Biden's if he did things is, with Hunter many years ago. So, so Hunter Biden. Actually, you know, I should do it. I should um, maybe I'll do it during the show here. I should check a uh, certain forum with uh, uh, a friend who might have who uh, dumped some things. I believe I sent you the uh, link last time that we talked about this. Um, to that forum. So I have to hop on a tour here for a second. Give me a second here. Yeah, because that's the uh, kind of the only safe way to, to look into these sort of things. While we're while we're on the topic here, you know, yeah. there's a there's another noteworthy kind of scandal that's happening, really uh, right up in that same neck of the woods. Balenciaga, they um. Oh man, yeah. They recently had an ad uh, campaign. And just just to give it the me, side me, eye, it's a little sus. Let me let me uh, let me well, help you out here with just a second before we get before we hop in. Oh. I want to make a, something clear on this. Mm-hmm. After they apologized and after they confirmed, so days after that they confirmed this was a problem, Hassan Abi decided to take a picture with their branded logo glasses on his face, pointing at the logo in the middle between the two. Uh, sides of the glasses. On the bridge of the glasses, there's a logo, Balenciaga logo. Um, so Hassan Abi apparently doesn't see anything wrong with what they did. Or at least, you know, thinks they didn't do anything wrong, and it's all conspiracy theory. Huh. So just throwing that out there now before you hop in, and please, by all means, well, now that that's out there, please go ahead and inform the people what exactly it was that Balenciaga did. Well, I, uh, they had kind of this uh, ad campaign, and let me see here if I can... Oh, yeah, there we go. I've got the uh, New York Post article. That'll be available down below, of course, for anyone that wants to follow along. But uh, that being said, uh, you'll see, as you uh, might look at that, that they've got some some of the stills there. The, the uh, young girls in the images are dressed perfectly acceptably, and they themselves aren't doing anything untoward. But they are surrounded by things. Interesting things. And they're each holding a bear. A weird bear. A weird bear in some weird gear, we can say. And then the images get a little bit weirder. To say the least, they've got some... There are people who did deep dives on this. There's a lot of a lot of shit 
a lot of That's real questionable lot. stuff. Yeah. And so no, there's not a question about it. It's it's definitely what they intended to do. By well, this. no, 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 no. I mean, was, I mean, just from the look of it, just from the look of it, without going deeper and actually uh, going into what we're about to talk about, there's like some kind of fetish gear, some kind of weirdness here and there that'll just immediately catch your eye as a regular person that doesn't even want to do a deep dive. Now, we go into the deep dive. There are things strewn about in a specific case, say. Um, a legal case is featured to the side of one of their purses. And that legal case directly involves child pornography legislation and a case that legalized some, in this case, the depictions thereof, um, artists, renderings, drawings, that sort of thing. And yeah, you know, as you'll scroll down, you'll see the images and they're, you know, not innocuous at all. Not good. They're they're it's just straight out suspect as fuck just to look at them, and then you know they get all the weirder as you kind of dig in. So yeah, uh, Balenciaga did a weird, and now they're trying to uh, long and short. They're wanting to throw the um, the company that just did the photos under the bus. They've filed a twenty five million dollar lawsuit against them. And the company actually had responded even before the filing of this lawsuit saying, listen, we took the photos you took. As a matter of fact, there's any manner of photos that the uh, that the artist that took the photographs, they just weren't used. There was uh, reams and reams of photos that weren't used, and these things were put up specifically by the client. The client being Blintiaga. So... Try and throw them under the bus all you like, but you're not going to silence this. And you've got a couple of other uh, weird skeletons in your weirdo closet, so, you know, people are just kind of noticing this shit a little bit more and more each day. Yeah. Um, This is not a conspiracy theory or anything. They got that case. There's also the book by the guy who depicted some crazy, awful shit uh, Mm -hmm. involving children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 200 p.m. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'll have to check the alerts. Uh-oh. Oh, indeed. There's some p.m.s now involved. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check the inbox. What's going on? All right. Well, anyway. On that note... Of uh, private information, something has come out very recently. Uh, long FOIA fight. Uh, Jim uh, James Tobias was able to acquire some communications between Fauci and virologists, and I'll just uh, link that below. I mean, it's it's just something worth looking into. It kind of confirms everything. You know, they they knew what was going on ahead of time. We all know that now. There's just more proof of it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, honestly, this is stuff we've covered over and over and over again. But it is worth noting. We were right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just confirmation we were right. Go ahead and check that out. It'll be in the uh, show links. And another one, which is uh, something we had discussed earlier on vitamin D. And it seems that that one, really, really excellent in helping the fight against COVID. Yeah. 
It's almost so, like mammals that don't produce vitamin D on their own need a supplementation of it. So, sorry, that was vitamin sun, C. Yeah, thirty percent less infections based on uh, the studies of that. So, you know, be taking your vitamin D. It's just genuinely good for you. It also help protect against other stuff. Yeah. No, you don't. Here's another thing: is don't overdo it, <laughs> but uh, but do it. No, like take your regular. Uh, well, I actually phrase that. Would. Talk to your fucking doctor. No, that's fair. That is a routine. That is a routine blood check that people should do. Absolutely. Uh, I did not do it for the longest time until I until I uh, decided to throw. You know, I, I basically I did I I chose one time to do basically the inverse. I took a slew because uh, I, I had the insurance and the time and the effort and money and so on to do it at the time. I, I went ahead and said, okay, let's do the opposite of this, where I picked like a couple things, whole panels to throw in there for routine. Because I, I saw this one thing from before, uh, let's go ahead and do a whole bunch of this stuff. You know, exsanguinate me this time, and uh, and let's go for it. And um, and let's see let's see how it goes. And you know, so I, I uh, we've, we've I've talked before about the fact that I don't produce IgA. That was one of the things I learned from that, you know, among other things. But vitamin D was one of the things that I checked on that. And that was that insufficiency level, which is not a deficiency. It was not where you, I don't have enough of it, but it's like borderline. And that's probably from staying inside way too much, which fine, fair enough. Most of it is bound to your cells in your body. So the amount that's in your blood is actually quite small. Um, but it tells you how much is bound because it's an equilibrium thing. And if you don't have enough, you don't have enough. That's not good. Yeah, and as uh, Bats in our chat here says, you want to get uh, a D3 or a uh, D plus K2. It doesn't matter. It does. So here's the thing. It's Yes, D3 is more absorbing, um, but it's, it's, it is if you take it routinely, it's not a problem. Just either one. You don't want to overdo it, and so if you take one that's less absorbing, it's it's not throwing your money away. It's it's not a bang per buck kind of thing because it's a longer term situation. It's not like you're taking a pill for a headache. Oh, sure. So, sure. Well, that's that's something to keep in mind with all of your supplements and vitamins. They're a thing that you want to just have constantly in your system to be and, and Let me tell you this. I'll tell you this: hypervitaminosis D is not something you want. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I only take one dose of vitamin D a day. Now, again, what I said here is your vitamin D should be a like a, an annual blood work test that you should fold into your annual blood work. Um. So I, for for my needs, I take fifty uh, KIU. So 50,000 I use um, once a week. But that's my situation. It's not so everyone else's. I know typical is between one and 5,000 I use per day. Um, so I would probably be able to, able to get away with doing, you know, so that should tell you, like, so they're overdoing it. There's a range here. Um, overdoing it involves one. Per, I know there's a case study. One guy bought the wrong bottle. And was taking fifty thousand IU doses per day instead of five. 
And what and the thing is, it's harder to diagnose hypervitaminosis D without knowing that someone's taken hypervitaminosis D. Or sorry, uh, taking vitamin D. If you if you're just taking vitamin D, like uh, you, you say you're taking five KIU, your doctor's probably not going to think about that when you present with hypercalcemia, or at least the symptoms of hypercalcemia. So like twitching, muscle contractions, horrible pain, etc. Well, thankfully, um, I don't have to worry was... about calcium buildups. Right. <laughs> Because I drink distilled water, yum. So, so I do uh, also note if you yeah. uh, if you do as I do and drink distilled water, it will decalcify you. You must supplement the minerals that are lacking in that distilled water. So yes, bear that in mind. Um, you really do. Yeah, uh, pure so, water so isn't necessarily bad for you. But you have to you have to provide you what to otherwise would be in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I definitely got pinged by a Fed on that board. <laughs> you dumbass! I'm gonna fucking talk to you. Tell me how to download it. What are you talking about? Oh, right. And oh, if somebody uh, uh, falling. <laughs> On that specific note, and on the previous one we discussed, if you do get a 3D printer and anyone ever asks you to 3D print something suspicious, tell them no, because they work for the federal government. But if they want you to print some minis or some terrain or something, hey, go for it. <sighs> yeah. About on your supplementation, yeah. though, that is a smart thing to do. Make sure... Uh, you know that you're getting adequate levels. If you're um, if you're not insured, do your research and do it thoroughly. Have an understanding of what someone of your uh, body composition requires, and take the time and do it right. Because if you don't have a doctor, you don't have a doctor. So if you fuck it up, that's your body, and well, that can be forever. The, uh, remember the saying above the kitchen door in the first Matrix movie. Know thyself. Absolutely. So, And not in the position know thyself way. Know thyself. Absolutely. So there, there's a lot you can do to take care of yourself, <laughs> but there's only so much you can do. So be careful. Always. Well, and that's again, something that I'll say, you know, as a person who tries and avoids... I try and avoid the doctor, largely. Well, sure. But, you know, again, there no. are things um, that you got to do. And yeah, a lot of work largely, that goes into that. My largely my my advice boils down to on these topics: talk to your doctor. It's what you should be doing uh, when it comes to these kind of things, because your doctor is the closest person proximate to you that will be capable of uh, assessing your health and your requirements with you. So, that is the best person to go talk to. Absolutely so. That being said, you might be surprised at the resources available to you if you are, you know, in a lower income situation. There's a lot of things that are available that are not yeah. Obamacare here in the States <clears throat> that you can make use of that are made for lower income people. And don't feel bad that you might have to make use of these things, you're not buying into some new system that's kind of designed to fuck everything. 
you're buying into a system that was put there to protect people like you and me that uh, that can fall through the cracks so that those cracks get uh, plugged up. And people like us that sometimes just barely make it still make it. Yeah. So, you know, do look into that. There's there's a lot of things that are available and it's not uh it's not a bad thing necessarily to take advantage of programs that are there to help people that need help. Well, think of it like this, you already pay for it. Right? I mean, shit, I barely make anything and I'm paying taxes on these fucking things. So, you know, it is what it is. It's there because you paid for it to be there, so don't feel bad about using it. And now, in some unfortunate oh. news, we are uh, we're seeing that the numbers for uh, for COVID are looking kind of like they turned a corner and not in a good way. We got a report out of Fox here that's basically telling oh, we us that we covered something about this before. No, we have. We, we covered have. this when it became the case in England. Mm, indeed, we did, and it's and it's, uh, a, it's a numbers it's a numbers thing, and it's straightforward. The majority of Americans who are back, so the majority of Americans that are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So we, we know that inside the category of vaccinated Americans are going to be the va- the vast majority of those who are vulnerable to disease are going to be covered by vaccinated Americans. That's part A of that. Part B of that is that when you have the majority of people vaccinated, then at certain points, at certain tipping points, the ratio is going to be such that the people that are vaccinated make up the majority of those that die of the disease anyway, because the vaccine is not working out. Yeah, it's, you know, due to disease or circumstance. So the same way you can say that the majority of people that die of measles, or at least up until the Somalis invaded Michigan, um, were those that were either unvaccinated or those for whom the vaccine failed to protect and still got exposed. And um, we can now look at or could not be those numbers and see that the vaccine technology so again, the, were the, perhaps less efficacious than advertised. Yeah, sure. You know, go out and make sure and get your 17th booster. <laughs> well, you know, again, the thing is there are two, there are two directions, two branches for the outcomes. We talked about them before. And the one that was the hopeful branch was that we would knock it out of the vaccine, and it would be a one-time thing, it would go the fuck away. The other side of it is that it would be more like the flu, where it comes back every goddamn year. And, and it looks I'm like it's going to be more like the flu. We were kind of telling folks that it looks like it's going to go that way. Despite the fact got... that all the talking heads told us, hey, you take it, well, it stops got... with you. As a matter of fact, that, those yeah. were Jen Psaki's exact words. So the... the uh... The tipping point on that was after the first dose, and the uh, the way that the the response was to it, and the way the the late arrival of it, and the the way that it covered things. You know, it, it wasn't sterilizing immunity. It would have been great if it was sterilizing. It still could have worked with herd immunity if it wasn't sterilizing, but we didn't get the herd immunity. And then um, suddenly, uh, all the boosters were the same fucking vaccine, so it didn't cover any of the new variants. Oh, and we've it, gone uh, into this at depth. It's warp speed was into, fucked over completely. It, it we had this golden opportunity at the beginning, and we squandered it, and it was stupid. Oh, as a matter of fact, um, just a moment ago, trending on Twitter was uh, 
Vares, hilariously enough. Yeah. So uh, the thing with Vares. Uh, do want to make is, a note? It is Check so out Died a, Suddenly. Uh, just recently came out. I haven't had a chance to watch it myself, but it's... Yeah, I'll uh, be watching it at some point. It's causing a lot of uproar. I didn't say it again, you faggot. I see you in the chat. <laughs> yeah, we can't... If if we had more, like... If we had more meta tags on our old episodes on which things we covered, maybe we could just say go back to this episode or whatever. We have no idea what the fuck we said in the past on yeah, specific I mean, episodes. There's been so much. Oh, man. I'll just say this, though. Well, hello, we were fucking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've basically been right one way or the other. I'd be so happy to just be wrong in, in a way that benefits everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then again, yeah. then again, you, you have to wonder these these stunning and embarrassing idiots we have in positions of power that push shitty policy for partisan reasons. Things like racism is a worse pandemic than the pandemic that shut down the whole fucking economy. Or, you know, Millie saying that he really wants to learn about white rage. Because that's hey guys, come you know, guys, so, so important. It's embarrassing. It's fucking... Like, Letterkenny hockey coach. It's fucking embarrassing. Oh, I had a trash can I I had a trash can. I kick it repeatedly. These fuckers are just ridiculously embarrassing. Fauci should have been fired decades ago. Yeah, just fucking cold After stop. Whole... Get rid of that asshole. Well, there was that thing that happened. You know, After he fucked AIDS up the whole AIDS thing, and you know, you know that whole bathhouse thing where he spent a lot of time in those. Also. And on another note, Bats, you should be watching our entire backlog every episode because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> what is this, episode 120? You've got that kind of time, don't you? Yeah, really. I mean, uh, you know, we're only averaging... Uh, what? Like... You can put us on double time speed. You can listen to it in about... Uh, was that, that probably averages out at around a couple hundred hours. Yeah, it's only that. you got the time. It's easy. Easy peasy. That's what's there. That's that's a little bit over uh, the amount of hours in a week. I'm sure you can do that per week. <laughs> Make TikToks, you boomers. <laughs> Why the fuck would I go on a Chinese spam site? Right. Besides, it's probably getting close to getting banned now that they've uh, made it through the uh, midterms. Good. Fantastic. Fuck them. Oh, and uh, there was uh, I don't I don't have a. Uh, good segue or anything, but this is just kind of funny. Monica Lewinsky had a really interesting uh, reaction to the way that Twitter's being run oh. and put out a put out a poll, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and get a link to that here. Did she dance on it afterwards? I couldn't say. I couldn't say. Uh, well, uh, it was really important decisions for this platform should be made by, and the options were employees uh. of Twitter, or a public poll on this site. And I voted on that one. I also voted on that one. And it seems that of the votes, uh, 89% favor the public poll. Surprise, surprise. 
in the laws of unintended consequences. There you go. So I'll I'll include a link for that just for posterity. Well, I think, I think like it's 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 funny and it's facetious, but I think that if we're gonna go down that road, what people should really do is implement, uh, in, meaning employees at Twitter or Elon, implement a uh, secondary measure for polling, which is separate and like you know like 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 something like a pinned tweet, but pinned to your timeline. That is like a poll, and give it like a certain like um, like a month or whatever for like really big things. If we're gonna do anything close to that, but and then again, you're talking about something that's more akin to a representative democracy, and uh, sorry, not represent, sorry, direct democracy, which is terrible. Uh, and that implies that at some point, Twitter would have to become a representative democracy, um, like, akin to a republic, which I think would be run like trash. But it would be hilarious because it would be an international representative democracy. I think that would be hilarious uh, because then you have hilarious state actors that would be able to. Oh, think of it like this: Iranians experiencing real democracy and like real representative democracy, or uh, or literally any other any other um, you know quote oppressed uh, nation or uh, any kind of dictatorship. Anybody out there that would start to experience thing, the um, whole idea of having to vote for stuff, I think that would be hilarious because it would, it would seriously fuck with uh, with certain nations and uh, their ability to to dominate their um, their populace. Mm, possibly, possibly. Then again, just getting on Twitter in general also does that to them, which I think is also funny. And I should note something I think I might have talked about before, but I'm not 100% sure if I did. But after Elon's acquisition went through, Twitter was unbanned in Russia. Almost as if it were a state <laughs> actor beforehand. Huh. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Russia would be doing that dick with us either way. Well, yeah, that might be. That said, I did see... Um, I did Same see thing as with the WikiLeaks video. thing. And it seems that uh, the in at least one video that I saw, the uh, Russian people are largely indifferent to things. I'll include a link to that. It's from a channel called Real Reporter. Oh, sure. That's a really interesting channel. Like a Russian guy with great, great English that's uh, just kind of reporting on everything as it's happening. Uh, so from, it's really off then. Well, actually, I think the guy's in uh, Moscow. So... Okay. It's pretty good. It's uh, about as unbiased as you know you can expect. But as Russia can get. Yeah, I mean. Well, you saw that one guy who said, "I can't report on this because if I do report on it, then then there are two ways it goes down, and both of them are me being imprisoned." I don't know if you saw that. Mm. Uh, Yeah, there's there's things you can do and there's things you can't do. I would say though, I will also include a link to Graham Phillips, who does uh, really really good, Uh, as good as you can cover on YouTube. I should say there's only so much that you're allowed to say, but he covers things from the Donbass side very very well. Well, I'll include links to those for anybody that's interested at all, because, uh, you know, both good channels to check out, especially if you want uh, more of the narrative than you're getting. Uh, Real Reporter Guy is just kind of your um, your local reporting kind of deal. Graham Hancock, uh, Graham Phillips, Graham Hancock, who is that? 
It's a musician. Never mind. Uh, Graham Phillips is an actual like war zone reporter, so you're going to get much, much more interesting reporting out of him. But uh, that'll be included. So definitely uh, check both of those guys out. And of course, you know, Telegram <laughs> if you want the uh, the entirely Eastern narrative because uh, I've been a little lax in the past days, but I've been covering this uh, Polish missile thing for a while, and it's been an utter, utter shit show. Zelensky is still um, sold on this thing, so it's really yeah, yeah. He's still pushing the it was wow. Russian thing. But to do otherwise, you know, hopefully, this causes a few of our senators to um, not authorize more spending. As a matter of fact, on that specific note, a number of them have said that they're going to be auditing the uh, the money that's going to Ukraine. Fucking because, good. well, there's been a lot of unaccounted for weapons that. Well, we've talked about the FTX up. thing. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, above and beyond the FTX thing, there's you know the whole. ThiefNet thing where you can uh, get really good deals on uh, rifles and uh, delivered even like you can get this shit for like really really fair prices it's it's uh, it's ridiculous so yeah it, it would be good if uh, some accountability went into that you know even above, above and beyond the whole FTX scam thing It's uh Oh, it's a shit show. Oh, it's a shit show. <laughs> now, oh, you know, so on the topic of um of a certain laptop, I would like to like I would like to oh, remind yeah. people of that. Sure. Uh, Julia is twenty six. Just um putting that out there. All right. Just you know, remember, Julia is twenty six. <laughs> I don't think I know the <laughs> reference. Um, so the uh, the password. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 For the uh, the leaked iPhone iCloud data is. Oh, that's right. Capital J. Julia is twenty six exclamation point. Uh, in that list, wasn't there a um? Didn't he have his dad's number saved as kind yeah, of a weird Peter. contact? Yeah, Pedo Pete. I think it was. Pedo Pete, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a weird way to talk about your dad. There are a lot of other interesting characters in that contact list. I should actually uh, see if someone. Yeah, there really are. And then, that list. You know, and then Ashley Biden's diary talking about weird showers and repressed memories and stuff like that. That's. Uh, what well, interesting uh, person that would be in the interview in a Senate hearing or a, or a House committee hearing. Yeah, seeing that that might actually be, uh, might actually be going on now. It'll be well, speaking uh, of committees. Uh, also, be it's it's going to be a peak hilarity that um, that uh, brother fucker uh, Ilhan will be kicked off of probably all the ones she's on. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. They have basically set the rules that hey, it's okay to kick people off of committees if you uh, if you don't like what they stand for. And yeah, for the so, longest uh, time, you know, it wasn't. So yeah, she might be off. There's um, oh, I can't remember the uh, the other one that causes so much trouble. 
thought it was Rashida Tlaib. Um, uh, Rashida Tlaib. That's exactly who I was trying to think of. Then there's the bald one. Um, I'm not going to remember her fucking name. And then, of course, you've got the governor of uh, the governor of Atlanta, Stacey Abrams. <laughs> yeah, speaking of election deniers not being allowed to um, to do anything, um, that's a, a prime candidate, shouldn't you say? For sure a enough. person to never allow into power. <sighs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, as. Now, here's uh, I don't know if you actually heard about this one. This actually yeah. came out about uh, five days ago out of the uh, U.S. Department of Labor uh, recording okay. uh, as of, uh, we're after midnight, so it's as of the 27th, but whatever. On the 22nd of November, the um, Department of Labor issued a final ruling that is going to allow retirement plan investors to take climate change and other environmental, social, and government's factors into consideration when making investment decisions. Oh, so ESG. Yes. So, well, say goodbye to your money. Now, they don't have to. But, uh, like we see with so many things, they're going to be pressured. It's like, uh, I'm all free speech, but... Mm, yeah, yeah, same as uh, you know, I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but but uh, yeah, the the long and short of this is basically um, ESG does nothing but steal money from the poor and middle class and feed it into the coffers of people like Al Gore with their you know carbon tax ah, grifts. To be fair, that's that's entirely what it is. Entirely, well, frankly. Well, I think I should do at some point is um, is come up with a bullshit algorithm to calculate carbon tax credits or whatever, or carbon footprints and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. And I'd honestly like to get uh, some of the... Well, whenever Elon is free and he comes on, we can explain to him how uh, the climate thing's a grift. And, you know, if we can get him off of that high horse and still, you know, <laughs> keep making... You know, keep making the solar panels. Keep making the electric cars, man. Uh, keep making the batteries. Dude, we need to advance that Elon, technology. But, you know, we should, you should be aware. Elon and just, we should spam Elon until he agrees to come on. Yeah, well, he, he will eventually. <laughs> I, I have One no day. doubt. It's going to happen. He'll come on and say the word fuck. It'll be spectacular. He might. He might even hit a joint. Well, we'll say that he did either way. Just so that we can be cool with Joe. Dude, there you go. Get Joe Rogan on first. Then we can make it all meta, because he can come on and say, hey, so we just so happen to have Joe on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just do that. Oh, we'll make that happen. So uh, any any listeners, you know, if you know Joe, give him a call. Tell him uh, what, what we're up to. And that we can have him whenever he's available. You know, I am willing hey, to hey. work around my schedule a little bit for somebody like Joe. You know, maybe do it on a oh, we'll have Wednesday a or a Thursday guest. instead. Yeah, as you do. We'll have a, a, another special guest uh, opportunity. You know, we got the one coming up on uh, Tuesday. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, as uh, so, and, oh, so we're still hammering out the details, or uh, is that like going to be that afternoon? I I just, just haven't heard back from him with a confirmation. But okay, as of so right now, it looks like we're right. going to have Aubrey Gray um, early in the week. 
Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. We'll do an early afternoon recording, and uh, of course, obviously, you'll be able to listen in live on Odyssey. But that'll be up, you know, uh, by the middle of the day, basically everywhere. And uh, I'm right. pretty hype about that. Dude is really cool and has yeah. a, just a fascinating history in anti-aging uh, technology and science. Doing really yeah. cool cutting-edge stuff. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I love to hear about that from him. Oh. Um, uh, you know, legend in the field. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, in reference to something we were just talking about... Um, we got the ESG for the banks and Bank of America has decided to do something incredibly magnanimous. It seems familiar to me for some reason. Like I've heard this before. Tell, tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Uh, Bank of America, they've announced they're going to be doing a zero down payment, zero closing cost mortgage for black and Hispanic first time home buyers. Uh huh. Now that sound, I don't know why. But that just kind of echoes in my head as something that may have happened or something similar to that happened at some mm. time in the past. Oh, yeah. Like a, like a housing so, so are they gonna uh, Are they going to go ahead and, and manage these uh, subprime mortgages by, uh, by lumping them together in a Who certain way and say? trying to hide the fact? Who can say how these assets? subprime mortgages will be handled and bundled? I am sure that they won't repeat the mistakes of the past. Surely this will be well, handled you know, responsibly. Sadly enough, a uh, a certain uh, <laughs> a certain uh, group of people was uh, was all, all for um, getting rid of legislation which was bundled with other bad legislation. Funny how bundling is being used to fuck everybody over in yeah. these uh, situations. Yeah, they do that a lot um, these days. But, you know, that, the whole Dodd-Frank thing uh, got repealed, so, uh, you know, and rightly so, because it had a lot of bad stuff stuck to it. Mm, but yeah, you'd you think that if, it was, if they could have uh, figured out the parts that were good and found a way to leave them in there. Yeah, there's that whole uh, baby in the bathwater thing. You could see how, uh, you know, the whole who pays them to be there side of it kind of stuck in the craw of certain politicians. Yeah, you'll find that. You will find that. Politicians, they're uh they're interesting creature. They are. They are. You know, the right price. You can buy just about any of them. Hey, man, I wish I had uh, the millions to do that. Apparently, all I have to do is start an exchange and then move my ass to uh, the Bahamas to fuck nine other people in a house. That is one way then of I doing it. I can fuck over an entire country. Oh, and we've got a bit of an update on that one, too. As a matter of fact, um, it appears that there was a mini millions donation to, uh, I believe it was, uh, was it Mitch McConnell? Not Mitch McConnell. Um, I don't know, the fucking other dude. I can't remember. McCarthy. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, that's who it was. It was uh, to uh, stand up to McCarthy. But, as has come out uh, literally yesterday... He might million, right? not have... Uh, no, I think it was $17 million. But There's another one that was 27 then. Right, really? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it's starting... Uh, last reported is that they do not have the numbers to get him in again. 
So, hmm. that'll be really interesting to see. Absolutely fascinating. So, fingers crossed. That's going to be cool and fun. I <laughs> hope. I hope. Well, speaking of, of, uh, of those sort, uh, who are you thinking is, uh, might be able to get speaker here? Versus who do we want to get speaker? Well, I will say... Well, personally, I want to have AOC to be speaker because I think that would be the funniest meltdown. I mean, if I, if I have my druthers... I want Speaker Bobert. <laughs> you know, if if I'm getting my pick, awesome. Speaker Bobert, absolutely. Yeah, that's gonna be a good time, a very, very good time. God, you imagine AOC's office in particular has a metal detector out front of it. Well, you know, I mean. Uh... Does she really need one? She's uh, she's getting all the info before time anyway, so she'll know if somebody's coming. No, no, no. I mean, just the same way that they were uh, using the metal detector as a, an excuse to strip down people and make them late to sessions. Uh, you know, for the whole gun thing. I think it'd be really funny to to use that to force her to take her fucking shoes off every time she wants to go in her office. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she already takes her shoes off to go into her office. And then, of course, she could put a kitchen out in front of her office. <laughs> well, now you're just going to confuse the hell out of her. She doesn't know what <laughs> Well, you know, they can turn on the fucking incinerator every time she walks by, too. <laughs> I mean, now you're talking about jingling keys in front of a baby, so I don't know. I mean, that's just cruel, man. That's just cruel. What? What is this? Has anyone seen this before? Ah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Indeed. Now, I have got some very interesting stuff that's not... It's just starting to get some airplay on uh, this side of the pond. Uh, And I don't mean it as coming from England. Things are getting really really spicy in China right now. People are fucking tired of this zero COVID stuff. Well, you saw it happen outside the factory, uh, the the Apple factory, the Foxconn factory, right? Absolutely. Those people were literally lied to. They were provided a contract that uh, stated they'd be able to work separate from infected individuals and were mixed in altogether, which, I mean, to be fair, there's not a damn thing you're going to be able to do about it there. Or anywhere now. It's endemic. Good. Bravo. Fucking, there you go. Well, you saw, so so the thing I'm talking about in particular is that the uh, uh, Apple factory workers uh, decided to strike. And yeah, what happened was the, the authorities turned all, so they have a pass system over there. If you're a green pass, you're able to travel. If you're a red pass, mm-hmm. you go to the camps. Um, you go to COVID camp. And you get to spend your merry little holiday there until you're cleared to leave again, and you get a green pass. And uh, so what happened was that all the workers had their passes turned to red. Mm. That were on strike. Go figure. And so they got, yeah, how about that? It's, it's that weird, weird how that works, right? Yeah, that's strange. And so they, decided, they started uh, rioting when they uh, found out that all their passes were red. I'm sure that was someone who went, hey, my pass is red, and everyone else checked, and that happened. And, uh, and so they uh, they are, I guess, in the process of being rounded up or they got rounded up or what have you. It doesn't really matter. 
uh, end of the day conclusion here is that they're all getting sent off to the uh, COVID camps. Um, and so, you know, that thing like where you, you sit there and you really struggle to say that it's not a conspiracy theory. You, like every fiber in your body says, okay, the FEMA camps thing was bullshit. What, why, why the fuck are we talking about this? Like it has anything to do with that. Like, you know, it's, it sounds conspiratorial because it fucking is. And you're just like, all right, there's no way this shit could possibly happen elsewhere. But you're just like, okay, hold on a minute. What exactly was the scheme that they were trying to do over here? And you look at what happened over there. You say, okay, let's check off the boxes for similarity. Using an app with a pass um, with no with, with a centralized authority and uh, open-ended um, interpretations of things on that end of the scheme, on the server side, uh, for letting people go places in public. Not like government facilities, mind you, but places that are routine, like going to the grocery store, you know, going to the pharmacy, etc. And, uh, okay, so, so that's checked off that box. And say, okay, so what about camps? You know, what about uh, internment of people that are sick? for an indefinite or unspecified amount of time. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of that. Say, okay. So that was that was a plausible... Uh, that was an offered solution when we had a uh, significant hospital crisis. Um, so, okay, so we didn't, like, build them here, sure, but we that was someone offering that. That's not good. And then, um, and then let's see. What, let's, let's go ahead and look at ideological mission creep here. Uh, so other things besides COVID being considered a crisis on the level of COVID, and we say, okay, what was what was the thing they did in 2020? They said racism is worse than COVID. It's like, okay, if that's worse than COVID, what are you going to do to somebody who you deem to be a racist? You know, you point your finger with a silhouette of Hitler on the end of it at people until it covers them, and you say, I found Hitler over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually, you're going to run out of people to point at besides the mirror. Sure. What are you going to do with everybody that you've now pronounced a Nazi? And the thing is, the worst thing about this is this covers up people that are actual racist, actual Nazis. This gives them the cover of common people. Hmm. Yeah. The same shit could happen anywhere you allow that kind of idiot mentality to fester in a position of power especially yeah i wish i could come up with some kind of witty ukraine quip and you know all the neo-nazis over there but, you know, there isn't one well, so there isn't uh, a witty but, quip there's uh, just a bunch of neo-nazis over there some you know, yeah they're doing their meth parties screaming she heil and prancing around you know half naked and naked uh that sh- I, it, every time somebody sits there and says slava ukraini i feel like that should be commented to them, you know, that should be in the replies, is uh, a video of a bunch of young men see hiling on meth. Yeah, did you guys forget who, uh, who who Bandera worked for? Just, just saying. Stepan Bandera, he's not really a good dude. Got got a little bit of baggage there. Yeah, he, uh, that. you know, he knows, uh, knew that uh, painter, you know, from Austria. Guy with the mustache. You know, the one that uh, died of old age in Argentina in the 80s? That guy. Wait, what? Uh, that well, is, that yeah. is a fight theory. 
hey, look, I'm just quoting from a release that was in the JFK files for some fucking reason. Why it was in there, I don't know. But for some fucking reason, <laughs> they include this page about this uh, man that died of old I age. Think that, would be, that is something that should be a show link, I think. If you have easy access to it, I think that is a fantastic one to check. Mm, I, I don't, but I can probably that. find it without too, too much difficulty, so I will do my best on that. I, I wouldn't stress about it either. Like, if you can't find it, then maybe another time, but if it's something that's easily accessible, I think that would be a funny one to put in there. I have actually haven't seen that. I, I trust you that it's there, but I just haven't seen it. I think that would be an interesting one to look at on the air. Let me see what I can find with a real quick check on uh, Brave Search, which I recommend tremendously. Uh, That would be search.brave.com. It's like searching with Google from 10 years ago. And also they don't, you know, do anything. All right, let me see if I can find this here. Yeah, yeah, here we go. It's uh, maybe not the most worthwhile source. I can't, you know, verify it, but it does have access to the uh, the specific page that was released. So let me drop that in chat for you. Okay, so Adolf Hitler part zero one of zero four FBI vault, or not? <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, this is based on uh, former German SS troopers' information. Okay. Damn it. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll link that for anybody that's interested. It's uh, it, it was one of those fucking weird things, kind of like how um, they threw the Finder stuff out there just all of a sudden, which was just utterly bizarre. And it's like, oh shit! So Looking there in the were... Yeah, because the Finders was in part of another vault leak, wasn't it? Or was that one a specific one? Yeah, so so the list, they say confirm earlier FBI documents. So that'd be, uh, be a different one. Blah, blah. CIA, WHD, uh, memo, subject line, operational Adolf Hitler from CIA station, chief in Venezuela. Proof he was still alive in South America. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, it doesn't look like they actually followed through with this to any real degree, but it looks like there's a very high possibility that uh, this particular man made it to Argentina. And there were a lot of stories about that. Apocrypha, what have you. Citroen um, claimed contacted him once a month in Colombia. Trip from Maracaibo, uh, to that country, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Gave him an indication. Took a, a picture with him. <laughs> Stated he left Colombia for Argentina in 55. Um, Ten years passed since the end. Allies can no longer prosecute him as a criminal of war. But, you know, I'll, I'll include the link for that to anybody that's interested because that's, that's it's absolutely fascinating stuff. Well, keep in mind that, like, we are so far past the point where this is going to significantly impact 
a lot. Yeah, of even things. if this all does, like, if more on this comes out, it's kind of like um, it's far enough out that it's not really going to affect anything. Now the CIA also, stuff, uh, or not the CIA? Sorry, the uh, JFK stuff. There's still a lot that's really also, uncomfortable so the, there to release. Yeah, uh, institutional, the institutional um, components. Maybe there's something here. As far as like the people specifically, though, we're we're wait, like the guy's dead. We know that part. Like the guy is definitely dead. Either he died there or he died in Germany. Yeah, either. And you know, we we don't have a body. The uh, the Soviet Union had a body. Had right. Someone. Some of the idea is, is someone showed up, shot him in the stomach, and he died in a ditch like a little bitch. Good. Or managed yes. to. Or he made it out to Argentina and get on a U boat uh, and made a long trek. And yeah, either he, he made it there and he lived out the rest of his life uh, in exile. Yeah, farmer in uh, rural Argentina. And I will say, it's a lot of Germans in Argentina. No bullshit. Well, there's yeah, there are, there's a lot of Germans in Argentina. There are there are towns in Brazil which speak only German yeah. or only Dutch. That's a fact. Uh, now, part of that is from colonial uh, past, but a lot of that is is also from people escaping the war. You know, either as as uh, desertees, sorry, deserters. Um, as uh, escapees, as uh, you know, so pre- it's not. It wasn't just oh yeah, any the, other uh, things. Former soldiers, is a lot. So it wasn't just soldiers. It was soldiers' families. It was uh, people that went over there to wait for deserters. Um, so you know, there's also stationed um, stationed oh. militias that were over there. But since we're talking about um, you know groups that commit war crimes and all, I'm going to include <laughs> a link to a, a just an excellent account on Twitter to follow. Jennifer Zing, and because I'd like to include an individual link to any of these uh, protests that we were talking about in China, but I mean, I would have thousands of characters of links from all of her videos because things are going absolutely wild there. There are protests on the level that I have not ever seen ever in China. So things are getting very very interesting there, and we are seeing an escalation yeah. of things, so well, we'll probably be reporting more on China as this goes along, but I do absolutely recommend following her to uh, get yeah. just the mo- just to-the-minute updates on the kind of things that get deleted very quickly off of uh, things like WeChat. So, worth a follow. Okay. So I think it's, it is worth pointing out that the the South America thing for Hitler is not very far fetched, uh, beyond where where he likely was prior to his escape. If it, you know that happened, then the reason why it makes it implausible is he wasn't really near a body of water with a U boat. Maybe he would have had to have been taken over land uh, in hostile territory, which is not impossible, but still would have had to be a thing. Yeah, there's a number. Uh, whereas of other people, a number other people definitely did escape, like like Mengele, for example, did get out. And since we're on the topic of escaped Nazis, there's um, there's some folks that have been saying some really really funny stuff. Like Alyssa Milano, for instance. Oh, she God. um, well, she's getting rid of her Tesla because she just doesn't like Elon Musk oh. the way that he's handling things. And so she's she does, decided so she hates the environment. Well, well, who? Well, 
it kind of seems maybe she does because she's made an interesting <laughs> choice in replacements. There's a there's this company. They uh, they had this thing called Dieselgate happen recently, and this is again uh-huh. recently. Uh, that the name of that company is Volkswagen, and uh, you know uh, like Ein Volkswagen. <laughs> so this uh, this company has got an interesting history. An interesting history. Now, as we know, people like Alyssa Milano, they say that they don't like Nazis. But, you know, they sometimes just uh, jump at the opportunity to... But then they get a VW bug. Uh, they do, they do. She got herself an electric VW, so... Good she, job. I wasn't wrong! <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, funny stuff. Funny, funny, funny stuff. And then uh, some Holy other. Shit. I just, just people being absolutely silly over everything. It's, it's quite silly. Quite, quite silly. I wonder if she, uh, someone should, uh, should come along and paint it black. Mm, yeah, who's to say she doesn't who's, already, who's... uh, a gun with that option? These people, man. These fucking celebrity retards. And then uh, we've got another, which I thought I thought when I saw this, totally a gimmick account. There's no way. Um, they're literally saying here, I'm no longer supporting SpaceX and will change my support to NASA. I, re- support, I refuse to support any organization that hires Nazis. And I was like, okay, this is a really, really funny meta joke and then i went and looked at their timeline (laughs) and i don't think it is so because um... that's fucking funny man that's real (laughs) fucking funny that'd be like if uh you know i was to say you know i hate pedophiles hate them to death and so i support balenciaga leaving twitter because i hate pedos so much Uh (laughs) uh-huh And, uh, well, we talked about this last week. And, um, well, within the first two days of Elon Musk taking over, they were able to get rid of these uh, incredibly notorious hashtags that apparently quite a lot of people knew that literally were just trading in child porn open air on Twitter. Yeah, and have I like been that, for that years. Elon is, uh, I like that he, is, he has responded, he responded to that one person. But admittedly, it was mentioning other types of people as well, and so that was why the MSM was able to freak out about it. Uh, sorry, not M- well, yeah, MSM, um, where he said child, you know, protecting children is priority number one. It's like that's that is that, that is it was certainly not priority right one thing. for the longest time. Right, that is the right thing to say. Um, I just hope that he goes after the fucking zoos next too. Because uh, that shit is disgusting. Hey, if they're committing and crimes... It's, and it's abuse. It's abuse. Oh, speaking it of uh, crime committers going, uh, being gone after, there's any number of uh, criminal terrorist organizations based here in America that have had their accounts banned. A uh, number oh, of Antifa right. accounts. Well, it's funny because they... Uh, I hope that that extends over to going after the ISIS accounts, too, because as I, I don't know if you've seen it on occasion, I'll retweet them every so often, but I do participate, uh, you know, every every uh, time I give a shit about it. Um, there's Op Ice Isis. Um, mm, right, which, yeah, which reporting uh, literal terrorists. Yeah. 
reporting the literal fucking, like, the people that took over Afghanistan after we left. Those people. You know, the ones who immediately decided to start pressing the limit over there. Those people. The people that were blowing up our soldiers over there. Those people. They are using Twitter. Freely. And uh, the only reason they were even getting close to uh, uh, damaged by that was because these these holdouts of Anonymous, uh, of old, uh, not the post-2014 Anonymous, uh, the, the Seydoux Globots, um, but the original Anonymous, the people that, you know, the ones that were having fun with it, then, you know, some of them decided to moral fag a bit. I can't really begrudge them too much on that. It's, it happens. It wasn't about the lulls necessarily. It, it is funny to uh, to piss off these terrorists in a way that they can't retaliate against because, ha-ha, fuck you. But at the same time, you know, going after them because they're terrorists, eh, it's a little more flaggy. But still, passable, right? Oh, sure. Uh, these holdouts of old Anonymous... Uh, made up ice ISIS, and basically what they do is they go around, they try to report them. Obviously, the reports were not doing as great a job as possible. But then there are other tools you can use to hack someone's account, etc., etc. And that was, you know, so I'd help out with reporting. Um, that's basically as far as I really went with it. I'd just go out and report them. But uh, also, just notifying them of ISIS accounts is another thing. You know, obviously, I don't speak. Um, I don't speak Urdu or a lot of the other uh, Arabic-based languages over yeah, there. You're going to need like Pashtun, uh, Urdu, Arabic, and Farsi. If I, I, really I barely, I can barely comprehend <laughs> minimal amounts of Hebrew on my own. So like, I'm not really deep into Semitic languages in my repertoire. You know, Romance languages I can handle now. Um, not so much the Semitic languages as of yet. But, you know, pastime, workaround kind of thing. Uh, eventually one day, but still, just notifying them of accounts that are clearly passing around terrorist materials is something that helps. But they've been going after them for years. And it'd be great if Elon would just nuke them, too. Clearly, though, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, when they share videos of terrorist activity... Or the direct incitement of violence. And they're praising it. That is... A little more obvious. You know, they, they, the thing is that that language barrier has been a major hassle for moderation. That's one of the reasons why Twitter reached out internationally uh, for their moderation teams. On that specific yeah. note, um, something came out, I think, in on, just the past few days about uh, the Atlanta Twitter office. That yeah. uh, at the Atlanta Twitter office, it was formed entirely for the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion crowd. They were I'm not certain. allowed to uh, handle any high-level projects. So most of the people there have been fired, and now it's good. a ghost town. <laughs> good. Office space for rent. Make right. some money. Yeah, get some of that cash back. And yeah, oh, as uh, Matt said, yeah, Elon is uh, taking notes from Andy No, which also a good follow. As much yeah, as yeah. some of the far lefties will tell you, Andy No is basically putting it out there. He's got oh, his bias because he's, he's been that, assaulted uh, by uh, these people on numerous occasions, and they literally threaten his life every day. But you saw that one fucker. Uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, uh, Chad Loader got his ass kicked off Twitter, right? Not yes. Right about the same time as any number of uh 
a number of other accounts that are encouraging violent acts yeah. against people. And a whole bunch of pedophiles, too. Fancy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that happened, too. I like that part where Chad Loader's takeaway from a bunch of pedos getting nuked and that somehow that was taken out a lot of Antifa was to say, back up your accounts now. Yeah, not this the best look. Not the best look. It's kind of like when uh, you know, folks get uh, folks get real offended when uh, you know you call out a groomer for being a groomer, and it's like, why do you think uh, all gays are groomers? Like, uh, I didn't. It's like I did not make that at all. Why the fuck are you saying that? Yeah, I, I hate that 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 idea. Like, because here's the thing. Like, I know I know several alphabet people. Now, and well, actually, go ahead. Go ahead. The, funniest part is, the funniest part is how normal they are. So, I, like, obviously, I'm not going to go and check in their bedroom to see what the fuck they're doing. And they don't sit there and talk to you about how who they're fucking every day. You know, they all they don't. It's not normal to go around and say, "Hey, so, uh, you know, I'm so I'm fucking this other person." And let me tell you every gruesome detail. Like, it's between some friends. Yeah, that happens on occasion as a way to shock your buddy and that's funny but like at the same time like you don't just go up to random strangers or host a fucking uh book reading event for children you describe that kind of shit because uh if in case you didn't know or in case you forgot drag is a fucking sex kink it kind of is and no matter how you want to look at it a lot of these things are really deep into the slippery slope but that being said, now that being yeah. said, personal anecdote, I uh, I have two gay friends. One I haven't talked to in ages. The other I need to get back in touch with because yeah. uh, that's my homie. But the one, um, he's a little stereotypical. He sure. has on occasion mentioned that he very much likes younger brown guys. And that's just something you kind of hear about. The other, on the other hand, is like, oh, God, no, I I would never even want to consider that. I would just right. want to be... Uh... Now, the other one, on the other hand, also, um, he really likes to hang around college bars and pick up guys that have, quote-unquote, never done this before. But they're all of age... <laughs> and you know that's that's his thing. Yeah, maybe it's a little predatory. Maybe it's a little weird. But that's, he's in a committed relationship now, weird, so it's fine. Yeah, good for him. It's Hopefully hilarious. That. It's fucking hilarious. But so, uh, so we're at the time of night where we need to yeah uh, get into the end. So down. let's let's. So I have something I want to show you off air. Um, uh, I want to I want to share a screen off air, but I need to wait till we're done to show you. Oh, sure, sure. But we've actually got I just, a I just little think bit. it's funny. There's a juxtaposition. Oh, sure. We Go got ahead. a little bit of good news that we can close out on. Uh, one Twitter update. There's uh, some protocols that are showing up in the iOS app that have about just shown. It looks like they're going to be using the Signal protocol, which is uh-huh. excellent. That's a right. very good step in the right direction. And they're going to be using that for DMs. So from here on, your DMs, your DM groups are going to be encrypted between users, uh, apparently. Good. So that is quite excellent. Oh, Bats, we'll get to it next week or something. It was time to watch whatever the hell it is you want us to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, we mentioned that. And um, I will try and include a link to... Uh, the uh, died suddenly documentary. I'll I'll find it. It's uh, up on Twitter now. 
and I think it's also... I'll see if I can find an Odyssey link for it, because I know uh, they wouldn't have any trouble hosting it. Let me make myself a quick note, actually, so I don't forget that. There we go. So I'll make sure and include that for anybody that's watching this, or if you just want to check out uh, later. But the yeah. other is that we're seeing some sad things out of Iran, but we're also seeing some very promising things. So people inside of uh, the government are starting to speak out on these things. Uh, a warrant officer in the Iranian Air, Force, uh, Air Defense Force spoke out on what's happening over there. That being, you know, the uh, just the absolute brutalization of these people who are essentially just asking for their freedom. And he was shot after being taken in. So sad news, but you know, this is That's wrong. It's it's really kind of a catch a fire moment, you know. We're seeing things happen there, we're seeing things happen in China. And we're not really seeing much happen in Russia because, you know, the people don't necessarily have a problem with killing Nazis. But anyway, uh you know, We've got enough good news to finish this out for the night. So you can find my man Craig here at CraigBob99, most places. You can find me, Evan, at that fake guy Dan, also most places. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Give us a follow, a thumbs up, uh, check it out on Anchor, everywhere else, and keep reminding me to get on iHeartMedia because I, you know, I, I should have this everywhere. And also... There's a slim chance of something very cool going up on YouTube if I can put it all together for uh, a special Christmas treat. Aside from that, though, it's been an absolute pleasure, everybody. Be good and be safe, and we'll talk to you again very soon.